Hey, hon, it's another opening day here in Baltimore, and we've got you set with all the O's coverage here on GCR. So call some bros, crush some bows, and get ready for the O's right here on Glenn Clark Radio. See, he is Glenn Clark. The bummer is I really like that. I, give it, you know, we had a tough start to the show, which is a real bummer because I quite enjoyed the open. Yeah, somebody turned my mic all the way down and turned the music on the... But that's that's on the... That's, that's the on the job, producer. Yeah, I the know. Pro I just have the producer to check. It's not yes. supposed to be that way, so I wasn't looking for it. And then well, when Sometimes we have to pre-record things around here, and sometimes that unfortunately means that we have to move some things around. Well, and then I caught that the volume was down on the computer, yeah. and I turned it up, and then when I went to go play the music again, it turned all the way back down again, so then I had to turn it back up. But we're rocking and rolling. Well, we are rocking and ro- You know what? We are, aren't we? We're rocking and rolling. <laughs> Except for Cass. I don't know what happened to Cass. <laughs> Never <laughs> know what's going story. on back there. Mom, the meatloaf! <laughs> Uh, yeah, wait, wait, yeah, wait, what are we doing? Isn't she running the board today? Well, she was. We had a we have an in studio guest that's kind of we're gonna we're gonna have Cass run. She ran on the board on Tuesday, and we're gonna have her run the board again in the second hour today. Who we did got, better? Let's not let's not settle down over there, little Joe. Listen to this guy trying to cause problems. You know, Cass is a team player, unlike you. She I, didn't need a cheat uh, sheet. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Th- this is true. Ooh. All right, we got a lot to do on the show today. Uh, we do have a guest joining us in the studio. Uh, it's Baltimore Police Commissioner Michael Harrison is going to be stopping by here in just a bit ahead of opening day. We will talk to him, um, get some tips for how you guys should go about handling yourself maybe a bit more appropriately on opening day. How can we have fun but maybe avoid trouble? We'll talk about that. And look, we'll talk about some big picture stuff. Um, as I said, we're happy to, to help them in their push as they're trying to find some some more folks to join the force. But uh, we got some other questions that we want to address with Michael Harrison uh, about uh, safety in the city for folks that are trying to go to games. So we will talk to him about all of that as Cass wanders in. Hi, Cass. Good to see you. The prodigal uh, daughter returns. Also, later on in the program, I'm really excited about this. As you guys know, I'm obsessed with the show Winning Time on HBO. And as it turns out, I learned this week that the guy who plays Michael Cooper, yeah, he's from Baltimore. He went to Poly. He went to Maryland. His name's Delonte D'Souza. It's his big breakout acting opportunity. He's killing it. Winning time just got picked up for a second season. Thank effing God. It is a brilliant show. Brilliant. So I'm looking forward to um, chatting with Delonte D'Souza later on in the program. Haseem Rahman Jr., the son, yes, of course, of of – of Mike Tyson, that is correct. He is the son of the champ. No, he's, the, of course, the son of Haseem Rahman. Uh, he's going to be fighting. This is a really cool fight. He's going to be fighting the son of Tommy Morrison. And, of course, uh, Lil Jordan, you know that Tommy Morrison is. My internet shorted out. Piggy. Looking for some new staff members here on Glenn Clark Radio. If uh, anybody's interested, email glenn at pressboxonline.com. Let me know your background. Let me know if you know things, if you've read a book at some point, anything along those lines. Just looking for some new staff members around these parts to join us here on Glenn Clark Radio. Did you ever watch any of the Rocky movies? Mm-mm. Oh, get out of here! I know, I know. No, lit- literally, know. get out of here. Go out the I door. Know. Get down to your car and go home. Yeah. Go do that. And go go, spend go your watch them, Mr. Metz, Mr. I. How's that? How's going to see Max Scherzer's first start going for you? How's that? Yeah, yeah it, how's that? It'll, it'll 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 be fun. Yeah, will it? Will it? Yeah. Are you a Mets fan? No, my my dad's a huge Mets fan, so <sighs> he 
he raised me as a Mets fan, but I'm an Orioles fan. Okay. I'm not. I mean, so. I think we're all Mets fans with Buck being there now. Oh, Cass. yeah. Cass. Yeah. Cass. You ever seen a Rocky movie? Yes. Cass. How many? Yeah. How many of them have you seen? Only one. Which one? I can't remember. Oh, I'm not. I'm. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not gonna be like, yeah, I watched. But like, I watched it with my dad when I was younger. You have to understand the amount of things I've watched with my father that I can't remember. Old westerns. Clint Eastwood. I think I've seen every film he's in. I couldn't name one. I couldn't tell you what it's about. But I've seen every single one of them. No, my my dad didn't. We didn't watch movies. All right. All right. Well. I'm a, I'm gonna hang myself. <laughs> if you should be worried about anyone, it's movies. him. No. That's who you he should said be worried that about. So sadly, yeah, right? we, we didn't watch movies. What did you watch? We, we broke rocks we, with pickaxes. We we watched Chips and okay. Emergency Fifty One on yeah. repeat. I might need to have a conversation with your father at some point. I might need to sit down with him and talk to him about the damage that's been done and how we might go about fixing said damage. Uh, also later on in the program, Spencer Anderson, he is uh, all Big Ten offensive tackle at the University of Maryland, decided to come back for another year there in the throes of spring football. We will catch up with him as well. So a lot to do on a Friday edition of the program. Today's show brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. That's where I'll be on Sunday watching the golf. Looking forward to it. I got a surprise for everybody. Drew Forrester's joining me. We're going to be giving away free rounds of golf. We got betting advice for you to help you win money during the final round of the Masters. Come join us on Sunday in the FanDuel Sportsbook for the final round of the tournament. Looking forward to hanging out with you guys then. Right now, as I check in down in Augusta, it's still Sunjay M. And Cameron Smith atop the leaderboard. Oh, Sunjay M gave a shot back. So, yes, now he's tied with Cameron Smith. They're both uh, four under. The important question for your boy is how are our guys doing? I saw Tony Finau had a nice round. Yep, he's minus one, tracking quite well to finish in the top 20, which is what I need him to do. But I'm not feeling great about the Zan man, Xander Schofle, two over in his first round. Not a great sign. I need him in the top ten. I don't like the sounds of that. I need a big number today. So I was listening on to that. Uh, I was listening on that new. Uh, you know, groundbreaking device. My oh, the radio, radio yeah. My, my radio. Yeah. And Paul's Drew, big radio guy. And, and Drew Forrester was on the radio promoting <laughs> so, Fairways and Greens. Yeah, his new radio show. He, by the way, has a very different radio voice than the voice he uses on Glenn Clark Radio. Oh, is, you think he's faking it a little bit? It, you it, think it was, maybe? I, I didn't recognize him at oh, first. Oh, boy. Um, but it's a good voice. But anyway, that's yeah. besides the point. He, said, yeah. he was saying that at Augusta, with the way the par fives play, that even if you were five over yesterday, you're still in it because all you need is one big round. So plus two, uh-huh. I think you'll be okay. With show fly. All right, we'll see. That's <laughs> that what matters to me. We're okay. We okay show with show fly. <laughs> it's the least inspiring election campaign <laughs> of all time. It could be worse with verse. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, so yeah, we'll see you on Sunday in the FanDuel Sportsbook. Uh, you guys don't know this, but we're doing a draft this morning, uh, much like we did our lacrosse draft. I'm springing it upon you. We used to do this every year on opening day with our buddy uh, Eric Arditi from Barstool Sports, uh, and he still owes us the prison pizza. I'm not letting him off the hook. His schedule just got away from him this week, so I decided to drop it on you guys as a surprise. We Because it's a derivative of three, here's what I'm going to do. Cass, you're not going to draft. Instead, instead, there maybe is more pressure on you. You're going to bet who can't lose. You're going to pick your favorite. And if that person loses, you too will have to pay the penalty. So, Jordan's not aware, 
But after we did Would You Rather Wednesday this week, I got a message from our buddy Tim and Bel Air who said, Welp, I know what I'm making for your next bet. I said, oh? said, yep, I'll make you the 20 peanut butter cups. So the loser of this draft is going to have to consume, during the course of a show, 20 peanut butter cups. I already don't like Be- baked listen beans. Listen to me. Peanut butter. I don't think you know what, what I'm talking what about. Is what, is, what is that? Yeah. yeah, yeah what what is, is the that? show? Yeah, you guys really, honest to God, when you just fly in here one day a week, don't she, know what's going on. She gave me a look of death. an entire <laughs> day. We spent an entire day discussing the topic, so thanks. It was it's wonderful of you to be checking in with the program. You know what? I, you're right. I have no life. I should just... No, 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 Your parents tune in when you're here. Yeah. Okay. I was in classes. This... Is a peanut not. butter cup. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. I'm sorry. This oh. is I'm a not peanut eating butter. 20 I'd, of those. I'd rather eat a fried tarantula. I don't didn't I did not offer that. So who's making it is the cups. question. Tim from Bel Air is making it. He's them. gonna make it. Yes, he's gonna make it. It's them. just chocolate with beans. There's it, it's it's a what peanut butter cup, but instead okay, of getting but, peanut butter, okay, but you're getting baked beans. Question. Yes. Can we just make it baked beans and not peanut No, beans? no. There's no fun in that. No. What kind of beans? So here's the way we're gonna go about doing it. beans. Settle down. Refried. He said what? no to baked beans. No, they're baked beans. This is what I just I said. I said, can it be baked beans? Not just like, plain. No. no, no, you said just plain baked beans. No, it's no, no, like in it. Like yes, we, it's okay. just it baked is. beans inside a, a, a chocolate cup. That's what it is. It sounds appealing. Ah, yeah, yeah, Slightly. yeah. yeah. Uh, this is weird. Ian Rappaport says uh, Melvin Gordon is in discussions with the Ravens on a potential deal. The Broncos starter is a person of interest in Baltimore, which still has a need at running back. Why, why do we not like J.K. Dobbins? Well, I think they still like J.K. Dobbins. I think they saw what happened last year when they only had two running backs and decided maybe they should have a I, third. I love yeah. Melvin Gordon. He I makes mean, your team. I, 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 I you know what's really funny? I think I've told this story before. I got to know Melvin Gordon briefly when he was coming out in the draft, and he desperately wanted to be drafted by the Ravens because it was uh, when um, Thomas Hammock was here and was his like uh, position coach at Wisconsin. So he so badly wanted to be a Raven. It's just ironic. He, Hammock is gone. He's no longer here. But now he might end up being a Raven after all. We'll see. But weird. Kind of a weird name yeah. to be thrown at us. But even if you have a Mel- but if you have a Melvin Gordon in the fold, you don't need to rush back J.K. Dobbins yeah, because Edwards true. from this injury. You can make sure they're 100% healthy so you don't have a Ronnie yeah, Stanley it's situation. A, it's a, I, but I also just genuinely believe it's about the, I, I think we keep forgetting. There's a Greg Roman offense. You're going to run the ball a billion yeah, times. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Why not have as many good running backs as you possibly can? Now, Melvin Gordon, how good he is at this point. That's I still a, think he's very I still good. Think he's I think good. he's certainly better than the, the two guys they brought in last year. Yeah, I definitely yeah. think he's better than Latavius Murray or, or um, oh, God, I've ever, Devontae Freeman. Devontae, Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> Gone but not forgotten. Yikes. Yeah. Or something like Not that. Bad. All right, so both of you check your email. What I have sent you, the two of you, Paul and Lil Jordan, what I have sent you, where's the... Unfortunately, FanDuel, once you begin playing your games, they take down your win total prop. So these were the win totals before the season that were offered by our friends at FanDuel. What you're trying to do is pick a team whose final win total will be either way furthest off the listed win total that they have. So, for example, going into the year, the Dodgers are projected to have the most wins at 98.5. If you think the Dodgers are actually going to win 110 games... You would get 11.5 points by drafting the Dodgers. If uh, the Orioles, who have 61.5 wins, if you think they're actually going to finish with 46, that would get you 15.5 points. But if you think they're going to finish with 76, that would get you 14.5 points because it doesn't matter which way it goes. You could be terribly wrong about your guess. 
You could think a team is going to be far better or far worse, and if they do the other thing, you get the points anyway. The only projection is based off of how far they are away from their total. Do you understand? Yes. Got it? Not difficult. Loser, we're going to add up the points at the end of the year. Loser has to spend a show eating the 20 peanut butter cups. If, at the end of this, we're going to have Cass decide who she thinks cannot lose this draft. And if that person loses, she'll have to join you. So we each just get to pick one team, or are we drafting? Yeah. Oh, so I there may be two. There might be two, yes. There might be two. I might we we'll talk about it. Mm-hmm. You might only have to have ten. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and we're all, we're we're picking from all the teams, right? Not yes. All the, there's all right, thirty teams. Yeah, so we're gonna yeah. do all draft ten. We got to move this quick because we only have fifteen minutes here. Gotcha. All right. <laughs> all right. So Jordan, because because I have done this before, I will give Jordan the first pick and Paul the second pick. Then I'll be the snake. It's uh, a good spot for me. The snake in the grass. The snake in the grass. When do I come into play? At the end, you're going to listen to who all we picked. So and I get, but I get to pick anyone. No, no, no. You are picking from the three of us. You're deciding who you're riding with, who can't lose. And if you're wrong, then you got to join that person and join the peanut butter cups. Oh, so pay attention to who we're drafting and decide who you think cannot lose. All right? Cass is nervous. I can't eat <laughs> She's these. so nervous. I can't eat these beans. We won't make you do it in season. All right? <laughs> you don't have to do it in season. All right. Jordan, you got first pick. I'll take the Mariners. The at 80, Mariners. At 83.5. Certainly a popular pick that might end up outperforming their expectations because they've got a lot of young talent. Paul. I'm going to take the Chicago Cubs. The Chicago Cubs. I like that 74 pick. and a half. I actually have the Cubs. I'm not giving anything away, but in the next print issue of Pressbox... We were asked to give some sneaky bets for the season, and I got actually picked the Cubs to win the NL Central as one of my sneaky bets. I like uh, Seiya Suzuki, big fan. Huge Their rotation fan. is sneaky good. Uh, at the top, it is. Hen- Hendricks falls was looking off a little filthy bit. yesterday. He always looks filthy. He's I mean, a very he's, good pitcher. He's a very good yeah. pitcher. I don't disagree with that whatsoever. I'm going to go with the San Diego Padres at 88 and a half. I know they okay. lost last night on a walk-off. How about Seth Beer hitting a walk-off home run on National Beer Day? That, that call was that. amazing. It was tremendous. It was outstanding. But I still see all the talent there. C.J. Abrams coming on. I could see the Padres being a team that ends up outperforming that number. And, again, just looking at uh, opportunity, I'll go with the Nationals at 69 and a half because they still have Juan Soto. They still have some pitching. If they could somehow sneak their way to 79 wins, that's nine and a half points for me. Give me the Nationals. Paul. The Toronto Blue Jays. Mm, Toronto I Blue think they, Jays. I think they could win 103 games this year. They're sitting at 92 and a half. Definitely a team that could potentially end up with Vlad Guerrero and company outperforming that number. Back to you, Jordan. Two picks. Tigers at 77.5. Okay, Why? I I you I just think I, they spent a little money. I, I, I think it's Spencer Torkelson. No, I, I I don't buy the hype actually. Oh, you think I it's think, the other way? I think it's the you other way. You think they could be a sixty-win team? I think I think spending money on Javi Baez, who's mm-hmm. a strikeout machine, is. Mm-hmm. But okay, uh, and then I'll go Giants at eighty-five. Los Higantes, who yes, the uh, after a huge season last year, uh, the uh, the betting folks not feeling them this year. Eighty-five and a half is the number. All right, Paul. Give me the Kansas City Royals. Okay. I just... Bobby Witt, feeling it? Yeah, but 
I actually think they're going to go, oh, you go the other way under okay. because they're depending on a lot of rookie pitchers in their rotation. Like a lot of guys who were top picks but haven't proven anything, I think they're going to win 65 games this year. The Royals are sitting at 74 and a half. Again, looking at opportunity, <sighs> how about the – oh, how about your uh, beloved uh, Nymets? How about the Metropolitans sitting at 91 and a half? I get it. There's hype around the Mets every year. I'll say there's opportunity either way there. There's the chance that Buck is just so good that they win 100, or there's the chance that it's just hype because they're the Nymets and they get hyped all the time and it ends up going the other way. So I'll uh, I'll play the opportunity. And you know what? Why not I double it up and go with the Yankees at 91.5 as well? The exact same story. Paul, back to you. Brewers, I think they suck. Ooh, they think they. Mm. You know, they have Corbin Burns. You're familiar with yeah, him. He's he's he, one he, guy. He, he was he, not. He was not great. He, last yeah, night, he was they? looking shaky. Did not look tremendous. Their last average night. age on their roster is 97 and a half. I don't believe it's that's more than true. I don't think that's accurate. 89 and a half is the number for the Brewers. Jordan, I'll go Guardians at 75.5. Okay. Any particular reason? Mm-mm. Okay, yeah. and <laughs> dynamite observation. And, yeah, keep that in mind yeah. when you're deciding who it is that you're going to ride yeah. with. Glenn, yeah, you're saying teams, and I know you don't even know. You have no idea. No, who they I are. know them. Okay, where do the Guardians play? What city? Don't ask. There you go. Yeah. That's that's what we got. <laughs> and I'm not a big base. I like baseball. Don't get me wrong. I just don't watch it like that. Don't you I'll, lie to me. I'll go. Cass, Cass, Cass and I were hanging out with some of the guys on the Stevenson baseball team the other. They were my favorites because they told me I looked like I was 24. <laughs> I was like, they asked me, they're like you are you guys. and Glenn coming to my game? And I was like, <laughs> I don't think so, buddy. When's the game? Saturday. Uh, what time? Don't even know. Okay, I, I, I got to look. Right. What do you so, know today? I would after after what they after me. their flattery, I might well decide <laughs> to come to a game. All right, we got to let's go. And I'll go Orioles at sixty one point five. I think I, I think their hitting is actually going to be I, quite. While I, quite while I hear well. you. Who pitches? Mm-hmm. Correct. That that's this I'm is just, legit. I would actually. Well, I'm, I'm hope, I think the better bet might be they go the other way I'm ho- and they win fifty three. They call up Bradish and Hall and well, Hall. Yeah. I think you know and Rodriguez are going to be Get here at some, some point. So yes. all right. Yeah. Again, the loser of our draft is going to have to consume twenty peanut butter cups in one sitting. Tim from Bel Air is going to help. Cass, we'll come up with a more appropriate number for you if you end up picking. I can do it. If I you can bet, take it. If you bet, oh, okay. A All 10. Right. We'll go with 10. Right. Max. Yeah. Not right. 20. Right. 10. <laughs> we'll do 10. She, if you, she's such stuff. If you, if you bet the wrong horse. Um, Have the Marlins been taken? They have not been taken. 76 and a half. This is not a situation where you get iced if you uh, pick somebody that's already been picked. We don't, okay. we don't have any in the studio. Or else that would have been a wonderful idea. Marlins, 76 and a half. Uh, I'll go. They spent a bunch of money. Who knows? Still don't know where the, the Tejas Rangers <laughs> is where I'm where I'm going next. The Rangers sitting at seventy four and a half. That's my next pick. Um, and then I'll play again. Opportunity. I'll play the Dodgers at ninety eight and a half. I know you say, well, they're probably going to win a hundred games, so they might win a hundred and ten. And if they do, there's eleven and a half points there for me to be made at ninety eight and a half. The Colorado Rockies. Ooh, okay. Because you think they'll be better or worse? I, I think that... I don't know. I mean, I get they, it. They, they, they might they be also seven games wor- better. I mean, yeah, or they might be seven games worse. They spend a little money. They, they, they're they a weird team to figure out during the offseason. Don't understand that. Rockies at 68 and a half. Jordan, two picks. Cardinals. 
Cardinals, 84 and a half. Script favors them this year. Okay. They're really good. Tyler O'Neill might yeah. win MVP. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Bold pick. He's so good. He is good. He had a three-run homer yesterday. He had yeah. five he RBIs had five, yesterday. Yeah. And then uh, the Reds, have the Reds been taken? The Reds have not been selected. Reds at 73.5. 73 and a half for the Reds, who traded everybody away this offseason and perhaps could bottom out and win 61 games. Paul. Oakland Athletics. The Oakland Athletics at 69 and a half. You think that it's just sort of the thing where the Athletics always surprise everyone? No, I think oh. they're going to win 52 Because they have this nothing. Year. They yeah, just they're, they got they're, rid they're of They're so bad. There's no Bassett. There's no Manea. I genuinely don't know who plays for the Athletics at this point. Oh, I just deleted the wrong team. You, whoever whoever I just deleted was not the Athletics. Who, oh, damn it. Oh, okay, I'm good. I'm back to being good. All right, um, I'll go... You know, I hate saying it, but the Red Sox, 85 and a half. There's always a chance they figure out a way to win more like 95. So I'll pick them. And I will pick, uh, I'll ride with the uh, the theory that the Angels at some point have to figure out a way to be good. And I'll go with the Angels at 83 and a half as my next pick. Flip, 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 Philadelphia. Like it. Like it. 86 and a half is the number for the Phillies. Jordan. I'll go Braves. Have they been taken? They have not been selected, right. the defending World Series champions. Braves at 91. 91 and a half. That, See, I look that at number these, just seems right to me. I, I look <laughs> at some of these teams, I'm just like, that's what they're going to win. Right. You uh, know? Well, okay. There's a reason. FanDuel knows what they're doing. <laughs> like, There's a reason. There's two rounds left. So your next pick, Jordan. Uh, I'll go with the White Sox. White I Sox, guess. 92 and a half. All right, Paul, penultimate pick. Uh, the Pirates. The Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, 64 and a half. My final selections in the draft. Uh, um, uh, God, I don't know. These aren't... Yeah. Uh, maybe the Diamondbacks, after they won a game last night, have a couple more wins in them than uh, we just thought. Just a couple. I mean, I don't see it. And they also could end up winning 57. And if that's the case, I get a bunch of points because they're sitting at 66 and a half. And I will go with the, you know, the Astros could be a team that could win 100, and they're sitting at 92 and, 92 and a half, so I'll go with the Astros as my final pick. In honor of my twin sisters, I will take the oh, Minnesota Twins with my you. last pick. I don't think I knew you had twin sisters. Yep, they are 40. How about that? I'm not sure they love the fact that you would tell us that. <laughs> <laughs> they might prefer if you didn't. And that gives jo little Jordan the raise at 89 and a half. That was the first thing you thought to tell us about your twin sister. <laughs> well, you could have told us anything. You know how <laughs> they're, they're, they're lovely people. They work as uh, a doctor and a lawyer. Like Andrea <laughs> Andrea is a nurse, and she's getting her master's. I, and I, I, April <laughs> does... Um, does titles for key titles. Oh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. I just it was it April was used to be the general manager of a a um, very popular pub. Oh, okay. In in Bel Air near College Park, ah, Perry yes, Hall. Yes, I'm familiar with the it's it's Zuni's uh, Zuni's Zuni's pub. Uh, she was a GM of Zuni's. Fan of that place. It was just interesting to me. The first thing you thought to share was their age. <laughs> what idiots! They're forty. <laughs> Who gets that right. old? What's that all about, losers? All right, very good. That's our draft now. Cass, the pressure is on you. I will allow you to look over the list one time if you would like, and you decide who can't lose our draft. And if they don't, remember, because there's one individual loser, whoever has the fewest points. By the way, for the record, if there is a tie, and there's never been a tie in the history of this draft, but if there is a tie, whoever has the single biggest point total for one team 
will be the winner of those two, and the other person will be the loser. So you decide who you're riding with, who you say, I am counting. Look, this man is wearing a baseball jersey, going to a baseball game today. Paul, decked out in his baseball gear, hosts a baseball show. I'm, of course, wearing the gear from when I was on the USA curling team a couple years ago. First alternate. <laughs> you know, have okay, any I'm idea how many times I've been able to pull that off the bar? <laughs> <laughs> Does Mrs. Olympic Clark curler. know about yeah, that? Olympic uh, curler. That's how we got Mrs. Clark. <laughs> yeah, correct. She was really impressed. Okay. Cass, who can't lose? Okay, Glenn, you're out. I can't choose you. Oh, damn. Damn. That was wow, I that, that was I quick. Just, like, I always, there is some, no, Cass is a wonderful teammate, no, except to me. <laughs> you keep saying that. These ba- baseball players the other night were like, you look like you're 24. Cass is like, you look 100. I didn't He's so know. old. I said 105. Yeah, Come right, on. Thanks. I just, you seemed very doubtful in some years. You were like, well, it's a very difficult we'll, we'll thing to do. We'll just go with the diamonds. I was like, oh, okay. The diamonds. That's Diamond what bags, whatever. Favorite team, I the Neil them. Diamonds. I know what they are. Look out! We're coming <laughs> to America. Okay. You know what? I have It's actually Jack Black, Steve Zahn, and Jason Biggs I who play it. for the team. I'm going with Paul. Paul, you're riding with Paul. He is the Paul. host of the bat around. I just, I trust him. All right, so it's Cass. It's because I can read her in, in, in oh, that this right. really happens. So you understand, if Paul loses, that means you two are, are a loser. All right? Yeah. And you will have to consume an additional oh. 10 peanut butter cups. Another Jason Biggs film. All right. What? It, uh, a loser. The, That's right. Not bad. Not bad. Well played. We are going heavy on Jason Biggs this morning. Coming in! <laughs> <laughs> Guys. Put Saving Silverman on your list, too. Oh, wait, watch it. One of the most important you films. You might pee laughing. Just make me and Jordan, yeah. like, a list of movies. You know what? Maybe one weekend, we'll just have, like, a powwow. We'll, like, have, like, yeah. a, a, so a, a, a family that. sleepover or something. I don't know how that'll work, because then we got to think about what the rules are to those things. I don't trust we'll you my sleeping bag. Yeah, we'll figure out a way. We'll, we'll, we'll do something in order to watch all these films that we need to watch. All right, so that's the deal. Paul, you're going to post this at glennclarkradio.com, the results of our draft. Uh, you'll find last year's draft. You can use that as a shell. And uh, the loser of this one will consume 20 peanut butter cups. When we come back in, uh, a person far more important than us is here with us in studio. He is Baltimore Police Commissioner. Yeah, Jordan, you might want to hide. You might want to maybe go like, we're gonna. you might want to run that way as quickly as possible. Uh, Baltimore Police Con- Commissioner Michael Harrison is going to join us in studio ahead of opening day. Today's show is brought to you by your local Toyota dealer and buyatoyota.com. Whether your focus is luxury and comfort, convenience and technologically advanced connectivity, or sporty performance and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. It's Glenn Clark Radio. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Answering Baltimore's calls for help, running in when others run away, working together toward one shared vision for a thriving city. That's your Baltimore police. But the department needs more good people, people like you. Join a proud new generation of Baltimore police and make an active difference in your community. Start with competitive wages and excellent benefits on day one. Join for good at bpdrecruit.org. 
Sports betting has come to Maryland, and we're ready to help you win some money. Tune in for Simply the Bets with Glenn Clark and Paul Valley every Tuesday morning at 1140. Fandle Sportsbook GM Bruce Billick and VEASAN's Aaron Oster join the guys every week to give you all of the info you need and even a few winners. So come win some money with us on Simply the Bets every Tuesday at 1140 a.m. Brought to you by the Fandle Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. Listen at PressBoxOnline.com radio. Watch at YouTube.com PressBoxOnline. Come in for Glory Burgers, Glory Wings. There's glory for everyone at Glory Days Grill. Enjoy the award-winning burgers, ribs, and wings, or try our fresh salads, hand-cut salmon, or our scrumptious sandwiches. Yum! Come in for daily specials every weekday, like $7.99 burgers on Mondays, $6.99 nachos on Thursdays, and Taco Tuesdays. And watch all of your favorite games at Glory Days Grill, with 25 screens and private speakers at every table, plus game day drink specials. Visit us at glorydaysgrill.com for a location near you. Glory Days Grill. Great food. Good sports. Baseball is back. I'm Paul Valley, And I'm Zach Goodman. You can find us live every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon talking all things Orioles and Major League Baseball. Like the debuts of Adley Rutschman and Grayson Rodriguez. And how the rotation and bullpen are rounding into form. Watch us live at youtube.com slash pressboxonline and facebook.com slash pressboxsports. Or you can listen at pressboxonline.com slash radio. That's the bat around live with the latest in baseball coverage every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon. Gambling can be a fun and entertaining experience, but there are risks involved. If you're planning on betting on the game at the casino or on your phone or computer, know your limit, stay within it. Set a budget and a time to stop. Remember, gambling isn't a financial solution and it doesn't mix well with alcohol or drugs. Know the risks and have a plan before you begin gambling. For free and confidential services, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org. We can't imagine why you'd want to, but you can watch GCR live. It's at Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports. And try to guess whether these guys are wearing any pants. All right, back in here on GCR. Yeah, we definitely wore pants today. We chose today would be an appropriate day to make sure that we were wearing pants. Uh, Joining us in studio here in a Friday edition of the program, he is the uh, commissioner of the Baltimore Police. He is Commissioner Mike Harrison. He's with us here at GCR. It's good to see you, Mr. Commissioner. Thank you for stopping by. Good morning to all of you, and good morning to your listening audience. Thank you. Thank you for having me. We've spent the uh, the commercial break. He's been regaling us about uh, you know I am a I am a New Orleans fanatic. Like, there is no city. I love our city. I want to make that abundantly clear. I love our city. I tried moving away once. I ended up coming back. This is home. But my favorite city in the country is down that way. <laughs> it is down that way. I love that yeah, place. I'm born and raised, I love it, but I'm, I'm happy to be here. This is my, my new place. All right. That being said, you were telling me about – so you, you, you swear by – Oceana Grove. Okay. So when you go, you go to Oceana Because the Ravens are back on the road in New Orleans this year. So there's going to be a lot of people making the trip this year back down to New Orleans. It is, I would say, the most popular. Of course, the Ravens won the Super Bowl in New Orleans That's a few right. years back. It uh, was an incredible week, one of the best weeks of my life, uh, particularly because I got to hang out on stage with Stevie Wonder the night before the Super Bowl. That's a story for another day. Um, it's one of the most popular road trips. Every time the Ravens go to New Orleans, it feels like there's – 40,000 Ravens fans that go with them. So you're telling everybody who's planning on making the trip, you got to go to Oceana. You got to go to Oceana. I have a favorite dish, and I'll be quick about it. It's the black and duck topped with a fraud soft shell crab, topped with black and alligator. Well, that's all. 
topped with crawfish oh. sauce. So, oh, there's more. Yeah, so <laughs> that's is. my favorite dish. Try it. That's that's one meal. That's three meals in one. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I don't know if I can. I mean, my God, that sounds incredible. That's the play. That's the if place. you're down in New Orleans with the Ravens this fall, you got. And we don't know the date yet because we're still waiting on the schedule. But you got to stop by Oceana Grill. Absolutely. All right. Very, very good. We will file that away. We will file it away. Commissioner, I know you are on the uh, the search for some more folks to uh, to join you guys. And, you know, it's something that regularly uh, uh, people talk about in relationship to the police is, hey, it, you know, we, we could use you. You know, if you want to you want to help, come help us. You want to improve things. You want to make things better for the community. Come join us. Tell us about right now the need that you have for people to come join your unit. It's a big need. We're in need of about 370 officers. That's what the amount of vacancies for sworn police. We're budgeted for 2,638. We're slightly above 2,200. So we need police officers. So anyone who feels the need to serve, anyone who feels like they want to be a part of a solution, the improvement to Baltimore Police Department and the city we love and live in, Here's your opportunity. Come and join us and go to BaltimorePolice.org, and you can do everything right there online, and everything's right there set up for you. Do you need people with – what kind of experience are you looking for? Well, we're looking, need to be- you have to be 21 years old. You have to have – you know, we, we're, we're looking for people who have a clean history. But there are some ways we can work around some very minor things, but we're looking for people who have the right temperament, people who have the, the calling, if you will, to serve rather than to be served, but those who want to help be a part of the improvement of our city, the evolution of our police department, this new way of thinking about policing mm-hmm. as a profession, away with the old way of thinking. What, about, is, what does that mean? Can I, can I just pause, the Commissioner? What does that mean, the new so, way of thinking? So we, we used to think about this very militaristic mm-hmm. view, and when you looked at the police advertisements, you saw, you saw guns, you saw motorcycles, helicopters, big vehicles. Now it is really about the humanistic the humanistic side. We want to see people who have the right temperament, who are connected to communities, who have a who have a desire to help people. And it's not the military military warrior syndrome or mentality, mm-hmm. rather the guardian no question. approach, the guardians of our community. And while we will always have the opportunity and the need to go and find and arrest people who commit harm, we will always have to do that. It doesn't mean we won't do that. We're really looking for people who have the, the will and the capacity to come and problem solve in their communities. So I feel like the word help is important here. Help, the, is, the, help is the key fundamental word. Um, I think we talked a lot about sometimes police are called in mental health crises, right? Like that, that, that's somewhere you need somebody who can handle a situation like that. We need people who can handle that, although, although there is a movement nationally and here in Baltimore to move police away from those kinds of calls unless it is absolutely necessary, that being there's some type of violence information about the call or we believe weapons are involved and it requires police. But really, across the country and here in Baltimore, we're working to reduce the need and reduce the burdens on police officers to respond to everything, even the things we were never really called to mm-hmm. and trained mm-hmm. to handle, like mental illness and addiction and homelessness, because those are for other people who have a special expertise and training in those areas. And it would be better suited for police to deal with crime. I mean, it, it seems simple enough, right? It seems like something. 
that we should be able to figure out a little bit as we are give me if we've got a website i know bpdrecruit.org that's where you want people to go if they're interested in even just learning more about joining the baltimore police want to learn more about learn more about joining our ranks or if you are actively looking for employment with the police department we ask you to take a look at the baltimore police department with this past year's legislation and with our new contract that we just agreed to with our, with our local FOP union. Mm-hmm. We are the highest paid police department in the state. Okay. And we have educational incentives on top of that. We have shift differential incentives on top of that. And there are so many different incentives that while it starts now at 60000 new officers can make above seventy, depending on what you bring to the table. Okay. So we are the highest paid in the state, and we invite you to take a look at us. The most progressive, the agency that has taken on reform Uh, more robustly and faster than any other city in America. And so we are the 21st Century Police Department, and we are the department that other departments are now aiming to be like. Commissioner Mike Harrison of the Baltimore Police is in studio with us here on Glenn Clark Radio. Commissioner, you know, we're on the the cusp of opening day, of course, here in Baltimore. The Orioles are starting on the road this weekend, but come Monday it's going to be a huge party scene, obviously, here in town. Uh, For folks like my uh, young intern, intern, Lil Jordan, who might be intending to spend opening day uh, bellying up to every bar uh, here in town, what advice might you have for baseball fans about how you can, you know, enjoy opening day, uh, celebrate, but maybe, you know, not do the things you're not supposed to be doing and end up having the day take a turn at some point? Well, the thing is, enjoy yourself, but it also is about being responsible. Knowing your limit. Write this down, Jordan. <laughs> Write this knowing down. Knowing your limit. Knowing your limit and staying within that limit. Know your limit. And then secondly, make make plans. Plan, yeah. plan, plan. Plan to have a uh, transportation there. Plan to have transportation back home. By all means, if you're enjoying an adult beverages, don't drink and drive. But yep. make plans to find uh, find a way home and make sure if you're driving and you're parking, you remember where you park. You're paying attention to your surroundings. Uh, so that you can go straight to your car. But we want to make sure people enjoy themselves, but enjoy responsibly and know your limit and stay within your limit. Have a designated driver and make plans, if you don't, to get home safely without that designated driver. Maybe get a hotel room downtown. Maybe, that's, you that's, know. That's a great alternative. Might be a good idea for the day. You can deal with it the next day. Like, that's maybe just a smart decision to make that's now. a smart decision. And we look, we're going to have police all over. We have our police. We have transportation. We have state police, school police. We have an, in federal agencies, we have a number of people to make sure it's safe at our sporting events. And so if you really, you know, if you really find yourself in a, in a tough position, find one of us and ask for help and we'll be happy to help you. Uh, it's, wow, that's a powerful statement, right? I think a lot of people would say, I'm not, com- if I'm in, inebriated, I don't want to approach a police officer because I think I'm about to be thrown in a drunk tank. Well, the most mature thing you can do is admit that you need help. And if you do that in a responsible way, I guarantee we will be there to find the help that you need. That's powerful. That's a powerful statement. Uh, Commissioner, you, you, you reference uh, safety, and I'm sure you hear this more often than even I do, but constantly I hear people who say to me, I don't really like going downtown for games anymore I just or, or events at all. I don't, I don't feel safe. I don't think I'm safe. I don't, you know, I, they hear about carjackings being up. They, they read a, a story somewhere and... They just say to themselves, I, I don't want to do that. I want to approach this from a twofold or two pronged. How much of the problem that you face in your role is reality? How much of it is perception? 
And how do you go about addressing both? Well, you know, crime, first of all, crime is real, and there are crimes that happen, but then there's the perception of crime, how people perceive it, and it's usually people who are not the victims of crime who have an idea or a perception of what the crime is in a particular area. We have not had, even when we were uh, pre-COVID, we did not have major crime incidents of people attending sporting events. While there are incidents that happen everywhere, and certainly the, in downtown is no exception, you know, we have a robust deployment strategy to make sure people can come into the area of the stadium and leave the area of the stadium and enjoy that game while they're there. So there's high visibility, there's traffic flow, there's, there's patrol in and around the area. And so we've not had incidents like that for, for game goers. And the perception is that what happens on the news that, that you hear about will, will happen on game day. Mm-hmm. That is not the case. It's a very different, uh, very different situation. And we admonish you to, to come and enjoy yourselves. We have a great deployment strategy for protection and visibility and for traffic control. And it is not what you think it is. So there is an issue of the perception of crime. It is all about us having a good communications strategy to overcome people's perceptions of what crime is and what crime is not. And while there's crime in Baltimore, it is not everywhere and it is not all the time and it is not at the same time. So that being said, there is crime in Baltimore, of course, right? This does ha- and, and, I, and, I, and I bring that up in, in part because somebody might say, hey, I really like, if I was coming downtown, I'd really like to be able to you know, walk elsewhere, walk over to Little Italy, uh, go get dinner and come back over. And, you know, I, I'm, I, I just hear stories. And, and we know, unfortunately, there were very highly publicized tragic killings yeah. during the course of this year. How do we go about that side of it, the side that's, that's real? How do we continue to – I know we can't – as much as we want to, we'll never be able to eradicate – crime and I, and I wish we could my god what a utopian society we would live in but how how do we continue to go about making everywhere in the city safe well two, two two things first thing is many people culturally in baltimore when they say crime they really mean murder mm-hmm. they use the words interchangeably they don't mean all crime they really that's just, fair they yep, really just sure. mean murder or shootings murder and shootings usually happen between 80, 80 to 85 percent people who know one another mm-hmm. or know of one another it usually doesn't happen indiscriminately or randomly to people who don't know you or who you don't know. Crimes of opportunity, like robberies, burglaries, car thefts, happen indiscriminately and randomly almost everywhere. And so it is about being safe. It is about knowing your surroundings. It's about taking the necessary precautions to park safely, to walk safely. But we have, you know, we we arrest and catch many of these people. Not all of them, but many of them. And the police are out there to make sure we can prevent as much as we can. And so the perception that violent crime like murder and shootings happen everywhere and people are afraid of that, by and large, it's between people who know one another. I wouldn't say people who are involved in crime because it's not always that, but it is usually something there at the core that ties those individuals together. Your average tourist, visitor to the city, someone going to a game does not factor into that. And we have not had any of those cases to gang gores in any of our sporting events hmm. here in the city. It's very interesting. Uh, you know, and, and, and I know somebody would hear that and say, hey, we'd like to fix those other things too. Of course, right. But it's just germane to the conversation. Uh, Commissioner Mike Harrison is with us here in studio. Commissioner, you brought up, you know, um, you know, I think you were alluding to the, uh, the defund the police movement, right? And the perception of police, particularly within the black community um, in our country. 
have you created relationships, reached out to any prominent athletes in the area in attempt to help with the image of the police and the things that you're talking about? Hey, we're here to help. We're trying to bridge the gap and improve relationships between the community and the police. Well, I have not uh, had success re- you know, getting individuals. I would love to absolutely have our professional athletes, professional coaches from these teams to help with our image and to help us recruit and to help do all the things to show that we all love Baltimore because our athletes wear the uniform and represent Baltimore. Well, guess what? We wear a uniform representing Baltimore, so we're all about the same thing. What I can say that there are foundations that are helping, especially here in the Southern District in and around our stadium, to give food to kids, bring food to schools mm-hmm. because of uh, food deserts. And so we're doing that. I, I know Bradley and Nikki Bozeman were very involved they're with very involved with the Bozeman Foundation to helping us to do that, change our image again to the guardian model where we are caring about our community, not just enforcing the laws in our community. Let me share if I could. I could ask you to get a little bit close to the microphone. I apologize. Absolutely. I want to make sure everybody's hearing your message. Absolutely. But look, we we are out there every single day, and we would love to partner with the Orioles and with all of our sports teams to make sure they can help us with our image, they can help us recruit, but we all share the same goal. We want to have a winning team, and we want to represent Baltimore in the best light. And so to the extent that anyone wants to do that, I am here, my office is open, and I will go anywhere to meet anyone to accomplish that. Were, were you an athlete at all? Were you? Were, I was an athlete, but I was more of a musician. Okay. Not an athlete. Okay. So. Um, it's like, isn't that a rule like down in Louisiana? Like everybody's, bo- you have to be able to like line up in a, in a, in a, a, a first line, right? You like have, You have to play music or you have to be able to sing or you have to be able to <laughs> dance to it. Right. If you can't play, you can't sing, you better be able to dance. There is nothing, the biggest party in New Orleans is a funeral. It's just the most amazing thing that you'll ever see in your life. Um, uh, so, did did you were you a sports fan? Like I, I, I was, and I still am. Okay, I'm a sports fan. I'm still a Saints fan, although I don't live there. But I'm a big Ravens and Orioles fan. Now that I'm here, because uh, you know I love sports. I mean, so you like <clears throat> if you if this this season the Ravens are playing the Saints, what does that look like in your life? Well, if the Ravens play the Saints. In Baltimore, and I'm living in Baltimore. Yeah, I'm with the Ravens. Ra- okay, fair enough. We'll I don't that. live in New Orleans. We'll take anymore. that. We'll take so that. I, I live in Baltimore. We'll take that. That's good <laughs> enough for us. We will take that. Um, I wanted to give you a chance. Um, I was thinking about um, you know everything you guys have been through over the course of the last year, and Kiana Holly's name came to mind. Um, and I think that a lot of people are familiar with Kiana's story, but maybe only recognize her as the police officer that that died in the line of duty and don't know about her, the person, don't know about what she meant to the city. And I wanted to give you that opportunity to tell people about Kiana. We, we, we talk about her as a hero, and there's no doubt that that's true, but what do we need to know about her as a human beyond just someone who ended up paying the ultimate sacrifice? Oh, thank you for that. You know, the, I think the Orioles are going to be honoring her at the opening game. It's that's wonderful. very important. We say thank you for that. She was a mother, you know, mother of four, and she joined the police department after trying other careers late in life, you know, in, the, in her 40s, and was only with us for a short while. So that speaks volume, that she would, a little bit older than your normal 21-year-old, would decide to take on this profession, and was very loving, and was community-oriented, and tied to the community, and was always participating in something to help and better her community, working and volunteering at rec centers. I met her pastor at her church who said she was very involved in ministry 
in her church wow. and was was working to become ordained in her own church. Wow. And so those are things most people didn't know about Officer Holly. That made her more than just a police officer, but a great person, a great human being, a great resident and citizen of Baltimore. What did it mean to you to see the outpouring of support for... Uh, it's both heartbreaking and proud. Mm-hmm. It's heartbreaking to see us lose such a great resident and police officer and citizen person, but then proud to see the outpouring, you know. And I delivered boxes upon boxes of cards and letters to her mother and her mm. oldest daughter and her uh, and her sister who came to my office just a couple of weeks ago. And we got cards and letters and gifts from around the country, even around the world, that were addressed, some to me, some to them, but I gave them all to them, hundreds. And it, the outpouring of support was overwhelming. It was heartwarming, and we're, we're certainly grateful. And on behalf of that family, let me just say thank you to everybody who showed support for the Kiana family, some the Kiana pow- family. Some powerful images of everybody crowding the overpasses on the highway. For them. I mean, it was just a... It was it was a really powerful thing, and it's a terrible thing. There's no question about it. It's a terrible thing, but Tragedy. a power, powerful response. Yes. Okay. Now we remind people: you you need you need help. You need you need folks to help be invested in our city. And I think a lot of people want to stay on the sidelines, and they want to just say, "Oh, the city's going to hell." The city's. You need people to step up and say, "We're gonna. We want to take on the responsibility of trying to improve this place." If you are anointed to see the problem. It is your responsibility to help us fix that problem. Yep. And so I invite anyone who wants to be part of a solution, part of problem solving, part of the evolution of the profession, changing for the better. Look at Baltimore Police. We're the highest paid. We're the with one, one of the best equipped. We're leading in reform. We're leading in technology improvements. We invite you to come take a look at us. I, f- I promise you, you'll find us light years ahead of many other departments and we welcome you joining our ranks. bpdrecruit.org is the website. bpdrecruit.org if you want to find out more and and join the force and try to help improve things in your hometown and uh, and sort of be the change if you will that you're Absolutely. looking to see in this city. Um, Commissioner Mike, is there a social? Is there Amanda? Can I, can I plug a social account at Baltimore Police? Is that what I should plug? At, I believe uh, we I guess we should have prepared that ahead of time. <laughs> Instead of put, this is a commissioner of police is like I, I got bigger things to worry about today. I can't be updating social and worrying about things. They haven't figured out a way to like get you on TikTok yet, have they? Not yet. Oh, I'm sure Ooh. somebody's thinking, but not yet. I have avoided it myself too. Yeah. I have completely avoided it altogether. I feel like at a certain age, you just say whatever socials I'm on, those are the ones I'm gonna be on. There's not gonna be any more at that point in your life. It's not gonna work that way. Facebook, Twitter, at, I know it's at Baltimore Police on Twitter. It's the best way to go about doing it. What's that? LinkedIn as well, in order to find you. All right, uh, Commissioner Mike Harrison, it is really great to meet you. Great to spend some time with you. Uh, we root for you. We I appreciate root, that. We root for what you're doing for the city. May things continue to improve. May, may we not have any more conversations where we're, you know, we're talking about perception because perception continues to improve. In the coming years. Let me know when you want me back. I'm happy to come back. We'd love, Thank that. You so We'd much. love to have you back in. Thank you so much, Commissioner. Right. Take care. That's Commissioner Mike Harrison again, bpdrecruit.org, in order to find out more. We got lots more to do on a Friday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. 
sports fans, the wait is over. The all-new FanDuel Sportsbook is now open at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. This is your chance to win big right in your own backyard. Bet on every sport with self-service kiosks and watch all of the action from the best seat in the house. Make every moment more at the all-new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgamblinghelp.org. The newest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, we celebrate the 20th anniversary of Maryland men's basketball's 2002 NCAA Tournament Championship. As Gary Williams reflects on how the program rose from the ashes of NCAA sanctions to the pinnacle of the sport, and why his perspective of the title run has changed now two decades later. Plus, Juan Dixon, Lonnie Baxter, and the rest of the team relive the moments that ultimately led them to cutting down the nets in Atlanta. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores. And you can always find the entire edition, as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. Answering Baltimore's calls for help, running in when others run away, working together toward one shared vision for a thriving city. That's your Baltimore police. But the department needs more good people, people like you. Join a proud new generation of Baltimore police and make an active difference in your community. Start with competitive wages and excellent benefits on day one. Join for good at bpdrecruit.org. Gambling can be a fun and entertaining experience, but there are risks involved. If you're planning on betting on the game at the casino or on your phone or computer, know your limit, stay within it. Set a budget and a time to stop. Remember, gambling isn't a financial solution and it doesn't mix well with alcohol or drugs. Know the risks and have a plan before you begin gambling. For free and confidential services, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org. Stan the Fan here, welcoming back one of my favorite sponsors, the Costas Inn. And everybody around Baltimore knows the Costas Inn is a great place to go and grab crabs, steaks, salads, soups, whatever's on your mind to eat in person. But did you know that the Costas Inn has upped their game? They are now one of the premier takeout places in Baltimore. Give them a call now to order your food, 410-477-1975. That's the Costas Inn, over 4100 North Point. Boulevard. The biggest pro wrestling stars today and all time all have one thing in common. You've heard them on Jobbing Out. Matt and Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks. Thanks for having us, man. Appreciate it. The great Kurt Angle. Thanks for having me on the show. I appreciate it. Matt Riddle. Yeah, man. Thanks, man. The champ, Drew McIntyre. Thank you for having me. The great Ron Simmons. Keith Lee. Appreciate you guys having me, man. Bill Goldberg. My pleasure. Charlotte. Thank you so much for having me. Mick Foley is with us. This is the greatest name for a wrestling show I've ever heard. MJF. I'm glad you're happy I'm on this show because I'm freaking miserable. Le Champion. Chris Jericho. Le Champion. AJ, Aaron, Brandon, and Glenn are talking pro wrestling every week on Jobbing Out. Find it at PressBoxOnline.com slash radio, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Stay tuned. Your chance to win a million dollars is coming up. Probably not from us. You're listening to Glenn Clark Radio. All right. Thanks again to Commissioner Mike Harrison from the Baltimore Police for stopping by and spending some time with us this morning. Coming up in a few minutes, Delante D'Souza from the uh, HBO show Winning Time. He's playing Michael Cooper. This show all about the Showtime Lakers. If you're not watching it, you're an insane person. It's the best television program that exists at the moment. Looking forward to that conversation here in a bit. 
Today's show is also brought to you by Glory Days Grill. It is the first week of baseball season, and between now and Sunday, you can stop by your neighborhood Glory Days Grill and enjoy a delicious Danker Dog. It is a fully loaded chili cheese dog, and they'll throw in fries for just $8.99. Yeah, sounds pretty good, huh? Sounds like you might need to stop by Glory Days Grill. GloryDaysGrill.com. Again, fully loaded chili cheese dog and fries, just $8.99 now through Sunday to celebrate the start of baseball season. We'll see you at your neighborhood Glory Days Grill. Uh, A couple of things. One, I... I'm not going to pretend I made the joke on Twitter. I'm, it's not a joke. There were one, two, three, four, I believe was the number, four players that were announced as part of the Orioles opening day 28-man roster that I said to myself, I legitimately have no clue who this person is. And when I say no clue, I mean legitimately. I could not tell you with my life on the line who CNL Perez is, where he came from, I couldn't tell you what he does for a living. I am to understand he's a right-handed reliever. I don't know what that is. I think he's a le- no, he's a left-handed reliever. He is a left-handed reliever. I don't know why I said that. He he's had um he didn't give up a single run in five or six appearances this spring. Wonderful. Wh- where did he come from? I think he was on the Rangers at one point. I think he was. I How did he, he end up being an Oriole? He was a, a either a waiver claim or a free agent minor league signing, but he's here and he's in the bullpen. Sure so. he is. And, he, and you wonder why I'm not as excited this year for opening day as jo- I usually am. Joey Kreebel. Kreebel. Was he? Yeah, was he, was he on the he team? Was here in September last year. Sure he was. Crable, Crable, if you say so. The idea that I was watching games in September. Um, (laughs) Why was I? I don't know. Where did he come from? Uh, Didn't he pitch for Tampa Bay for a little bit? You're telling me, dog. You know who I'm really? I'm excited for Felix Bautista. Well, I know who Felix Bautista is. Uh, We've seen that he can. um, Not Jose Bautista. Not Jose Bautista. Very different guy. I. I loved Jose Bautista. I don't care how much I you guys. I, I know everyone did. I loved it. I couldn't get enough of the bat flip. I he was the most electric player to watch. Anthony uh, Bemboom. Uh, we'll get to him one at a time. All right, one at a time. The guys I'd never heard of. Um, he pitched for the Diamondbacks in eighteen. He did pitch briefly for the Rays last year before he came to the Orioles. He was claimed off of waivers on September twenty. It wasn't even that he was here for September. He was here for a week. He was yeah. here, and he wasn't good. <laughs> Sure, I'll believe you because I sure as f do not remember. There's no debate about that. Um, yes, as uh, as little Jordan points out, what is an Anthony Bemboom, and where did that come? A backup from? left-handed hitting catcher. But from, again, you, for, I, I can see on the roster that he's a catcher. <laughs> where? Why? Dude, that's the extent How? of my knowledge. What? That he hits All left-handed, the... he's a catcher. I don't know where he played before. Did, 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 I, I mean, like, these he was are... a minor league signing this offseason. He had to be added to the 40-man roster to be on the on, on the opening day roster. Anthony Bemboom has made appearances with the Tampa Bay Rays and the Los Angeles Angels, apparently, during his career. Can't he beat him, join him, I guess. In fact, his Wikipedia picture is a picture of himself. It appears to be at Camden Yards. Oh, nope. Take it back. That's him playing for the Salt Lake Bees. They just happen to have a very nice. similar. They have green seats and a green. They have a whole situation that looks like Camden Yards. Uh, played for the Angels he, in 1921. He was a first round pick in sure. 2016. Sure, he was. Sure, he was. In 2020, he had a uh, 41% caught stealing rate. So very good defensively. The bat's just not got that going for us. Not great. Got that going for us with Anthony Benboom. I can't tell if Brian Baker. I like. 
Should I know who Brian Baker is, or is it just that he has a name that's so normal yeah, that, like, like candy I, cutter. I think he's someone else, and so maybe I've heard of him. I can't figure out if I actually know who Brian Baker is or not. I didn't know who he was before, right, before the spring. Four. Make it four. Four yeah. guys on the roster who I legitimately had he, no thought of whatsoever. He has played in one career game okay. with the Blue Jays last ah. year. Oh, that was ah, he, again, he pitched one inning, gave uh-huh. up one hit, struck out one batter. We're on. It's on, baby. It's on. He Brian got Baker's the here. Closing opportunities oh, in the Bakes. Grapefruit League this year. Uh-huh. And what does that mean? Uh, what is that supposed m- to maybe he's their their closer? Oh, you think he could be the closer? Oh, Since Wells is in the rotation, Tanner Scott plays for the Marlins. All right. Those are the four. Those are the four names I knew zero, zero about. Nothing. Not a single on, thing about those four guys. On a positive note, uh-huh. Norf- Norfolk's looking really nice. Right. Thank you. Thank you, Jordan. I appreciate that. Yeah, use Neil Diaz is hitting home runs, so they got that going for him. It's like 417. Nice. Jemai Jonathan, 465. Okay. I, it's wonderful. <laughs> Three games? I mean, yeah. Like, settle down. <laughs> Keep we got it, keep it in your pants. Got we got it. three games last year with the Orioles before yeah. we could settle got down. Got it. Got to get excited about something. 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 Fine. Uh, Orioles lineup is out for tonight. Uh, Cedric Mullins, Ryan Mountcastle at first base. Trey Mancini's DHing. Austin Hayes, your cleanup hitter in right field. That means Anthony Santander is playing left field. Okay, Ramon Urias at the second base, Jorge Mateo at short, Robinson Chirino is behind the plate, and Kelvin Gutierrez at third base. Mate- Seems crazy to me that they would put Santander in left field and Hayes in right field when they both the, played yeah. opposite all spring. Hey, man, I'm not, I don't have the answers. That's for somebody else to address. Mateo's going to win MVP of the team. Right, because he's on your fantasy team now. 30, we, made 30. That, we made that call. 30, we made 30. that call. John Means going to win 25 games. All right, there's a good, there's, that's, that's uh, ahead of opening day. That's about the extent of the Orioles conversation that I have for you today. Why don't we go ahead and knock out, did this really happen before we chat with Delonte D'Souza? Why don't we go ahead and do that? Did This Really Happen is brought to you today. Actually, it's not brought to you by anybody, but a quick reminder that you should know the risks and have a plan before you start gambling. You know, think this through. Make some good decisions. We want you to, we're glad that it's legal now, but we want you to make smart decisions. For free and confidential services, call 1-800-GAMBLER or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org. All right, Papa Cass. I have been slumping. I have been. I might need to wear the golden thong or something to bust out (laughs) of this slump. I need to get this one right. What do you have for us this week? Okay, so. We need to slide that microphone closer to you. Speak up. Okay, so a teenager in India. Might need to turn her up too. Go ahead. Okay, so a teenager in India was using his smartphone to watch porn. Oh. And his father didn't approve. Okay. To you know, fix the situation. What, what are you, pretending like it Jordan was, was the teenager? Yeah, it was me. Were you in India recently? Yeah. You, well, he has both hands, so. Oh, God. <laughs> he chopped his son's oh. hand off. Oh. Uh, so, Muhammad, a professional butcher, was arrested on March 6th t- of 2018 um, in India for cutting off his son's hand after he had warned him to stop watching pornography on his phone. The incident began on Sunday, March 4th, 2018, when he found his 18-year-old son, Samesh, using his smartphone to watch porn. After being caught red-handed, 
He attempted to grab the device from his son, but the two got into a bit of a scuffle, and he then bit his father's hand before fleeing their home. Yikes. It's a lot of hand right Yeah, right? Yeah. Why is it hands? I'm not really sure. Caught him red-handed. And where did this come from? What was the source for this story? Couldn't tell you. Mmm. Mmm. This could enter into an all-new territory of, did this, did this really happen? Mm-hmm. Which is, you find a story... You allege that it really happened, and we find out the source isn't reputable, and it didn't actually really happen. This could end up... Uh, what a thing to lie about. This is a real... Who knows? Anyway, it says that he reportedly <laughs> given his son... Multiple, Anywho. ...multiple warnings about his son's constant use and porn addiction. The escalating argument um, raged him and led him to chop off his son's right hand with a butcher knife, cutting between the wrist and the elbow. It is unclear whether he did it in the midst of the argument or later on in the night while he was sleeping. And you can't tell us the source. I don't know the source. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Don't go looking anything I'm up. I'm not looking anything up. I got my email up. Settle down you. over there. This is happy fingers. I got this is e- fake. You can, this, <laughs> hello, Gmail. <laughs> It's fake, Paul says. Jordan? This is, this is definitely fake. I, I, I was waiting to see what you said. I think uh, he cut the hand off, but I don't think it was for porn. I'm going to go with tr- the fact. Uh, true. I'm leaning towards true. It's I'm, just the fact that you don't know the source. The problem is Paul's been red hot in this department. Yeah. Paul has been... On a roll. On a, he's been exceptional of late. I don't know what Paul... like. I don't know what's going on, but he can read me really well. It's kind of scary. And Lucy's going to pick me in the MLB draft order thing True. before we even did mm. this. Besties. True. I'm going to go true as well. But I am really concerned about the fact that you can't tell us the source. <laughs> me as well. I'm sticking with true. It's true. Yeah! yeah! The streak! Suck it! Actually, that means, unfortunately, you lost, Cass. I got bad news. I don't care. Well, Jordan, I got so happy. I'm okay with you two. Okay, you're glad that Paul finally didn't get it? Finally, after eight weeks in a row. My dad literally was like, bring sunglasses. I don't care. Wow, poker face. Jeez. Whoa. Whoa. So, what you literally. You don't know the source. No, I I could look it up. I saw it. I just didn't put it in there. <laughs> okay, can we can we can we make sure that we do that? No, it's real. I just didn't. I know. I just for future weeks. Can we make sure that we have the source available? It mm-hmm. just it's helpful. Or or if you're making it up, make up a source. I'm not making it. No, not up. this one. In future weeks, if you're making something up. But see, have that a was source. the thing. Is like. I was trying to yeah mess with us mess a little bit, and that bit. I had to think that through a little bit. Mm-hmm. It did require me an extra amount exactly. of thought in the process. Story. He did it while he was sleeping. Mm-hmm. But what's the source? And the source is ndtv.com. Well, I get all, get all my news from NDTV. That's so, not where I got uh, it from, though. Yeah, right. And New York Post is another one. All right, yeah. fair enough. That's the one I that's got an, it from. That's enough. I will. I they arrested will... him for attempted murder. My mom was oh, the one that Jesus. actually sent me this. Shoo. She was like, "This might be a fun one," and I was like, "It's a fun one." And it was from yeah, New York. So I was like, "Okay." There's a lot of things New that York I would. This, like, glad I didn't grow up in India. Glad that's not where I was when I was 15 years old. Glad that's not the case. All I got was an awkward conversation. 
I just want to put New York Post because I knew that if I did, it sounded more real. Like that was like a that's a very like real place. Okay, to but have you could article. also make it up. You could also make but up that a story. To. I wanted it to be real. I didn't want to. I didn't want to fake I, it. I give up. I give up. Over and then it. she gets sued for was yeah it for libel. libel yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Somebody finds out. Did you say that we ran a story about a guy? Um, I don't care. <coughs> uh, I didn't guess it. So I had. I I remember the first time. We had uh, we had uh, Cinemax and uh, Showtime as uh, in in the Clark household when we were growing up. I remember the first time I snuck back downstairs when I was like twelve years old to put on uh, some Cinemax after I was supposed to be in bed. And I remember like literally, there's a memory that stays with me forever of my mother walking into the room and being like, "We'll talk about it tomorrow." <laughs> And I was like, oh, it's like the most powerful thing yeah. anybody could say. Like, we're not even going to deal with I'm so mad. I'm not even going to deal with you right now. Like, we'll talk about it tomorrow. And I was just lived in fear. I mean, like, in complete and total fear for 24 hours until the next night after dinner, my parents sat me down and informed me that I would no longer be able to watch any TV at all, at all, <laughs> for, like, months because they found out that I was sneaking down and watching Skinamax. So I wonder how mad the parents actually are yeah. and how much it's just parental duty. It's what you're supposed to do. We've talked about this, my wife and I, a little bit recently. Like We've talked about like the thing, like what is the line between we don't want you to do something versus like we, we need you to think that we don't want you to do it, but we don't actually care. Mm-hmm. And we are really struggling with those two things. We are super struggling with where that line is between... Because we don't have to worry about these types of things yet. Like, we got a seven and a four-year-old. We got bigger. Like, we needed them to stop lying. Like, mm-hmm. that's the problem. We really need them to stop lying right now. But, like, when we get to this point, like, I don't give a crap if my kids are watching porn. Mm-hmm. I don't want to become porn addicts. You know, right. like, I would prefer that not be the case. But, like, I don't care at all. In fact, it's probably far healthier than other things that you could be doing at a certain age. Um, I would rather you just, you know, take care of business and, and, and move on in your life. Something along those lines. But... I still don't think you're supposed to like encourage it. No, I still don't think you're no, supposed you to walk in and be like, be like hey. "Let me tell you about what my favorite websites are." I mean, yeah. you ever heard of the Bang Brothers? Why don't we? Like, I don't think you're supposed to go that route. All right, like you. your your mom's supposed to be like, "Hey, we're gonna talk about this tomorrow. Your television privileges are revoked." But in the back of her mind, she's like, "He's twelve. Like, right? This yeah, is this is what this do. is what you do. Right? Yeah, yeah. that's what twelve year olds do." Well, I mean, twelve-year-olds try to watch Skinamax. Like, you know, I don't, you try I don't to know what twelve, thirteen. Is. It was like on Cinemax late at night. They would show like softcore porn movies. Like it, it's, there it's, was no. It's still there. There, there was I no like actual sex. It was like you could see boobs. I think basically. it's so different because like I only have a sister, and like me and my sister at twelve were playing Barbie still. You know. And, okay, like, that's a little bit different. Yeah, right. I was not playing Barbies at twelve. Believe right, it or not. But, yeah. Like, I don't know. Like Jordan was. Young, I innocent Cass. Yeah, right. What did you say? Yeah. Young, innocent Cass. Cassidy's like, what is this pornography of which you <laughs> speak? 16, her friends learn how to drive. She's getting a new Barbie minivan. <laughs> <laughs> not bad. Not bad. All right, good job, Cass. Uh, well, not really. You lost. But you did, you did beat Paul. I won and that's, in my that's, book. That's, that's what I matters. I won in my book. That's what matters. All right, did this really happen? Also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy Football, underdogfantasy.com. Download the Underdog app. Use the code PRESSBOX when you sign up. You make your first deposit. We will match it up to $100 with free money for you to play with. Underdog Fantasy Football, again, underdogfantasy.com. Had to do this a little bit earlier on because of his busy schedule, but an opportunity to catch up with a Baltimore native who's one of the stars of legitimately the best show on television. It's Delonte D'Souza right here on GCR. 
Well, as you guys know, I have been talking a lot about my absolute favorite show right now, which is, of course, Winning Time on you, you HBO. You don't have to put it And I was blown away because I'm an idiot, and I've been watching this show religiously, as you guys know, every week, and I had no idea that the man who was playing Michael Cooper for the Los Angeles Lakers is one of our own. He's not only a Baltimorean, he actually, in fact, even went to Maryland. Like, he couldn't be more of one of our own. He is the pride of Polly. He's Delonte D'Souza, and he's with us now here on GCR. Delonte, man, it is so exciting to chat with you. Thank you for taking the time, and congratulations on the incredible success of winning time. Uh, thank you, Glenn. Thank you for having me here, man. It feels good to be on and uh, talk with a fellow native from my city. So I'm excited. Dude, this is so cool. Can Can you take me back, Delonte? Your background, like you know, were, were you an athlete? Were you a basketball player at all? Were you growing up in Baltimore and on through Poly? What was your athletics background? Yeah, so I was a uh, track and field athlete in high school, Glenn. I ran indoor track for a couple years at Poly. But, um, you know, I never really played basketball. Like, I played it recreationally, like, outside and mm-hmm. stuff. I played, like, L.A. Fitness, that whole sort of deal. But, like, I never played for a basketball team. You know, track was always my thing. I did the, uh, the 200 and the 400 and the 4 by 4 So I was, you know, pretty decently fast on the track. But I had never gotten the chance to translate those skills into basketball until – you know, working on the show. We're going to talk about that. The background into acting, right? Like, when did you know that was the path for you? And you didn't. It, it's not what you went to Maryland to do, correct? No, no, not at all. I actually went to Maryland to be a computer scientist, funny enough. Weird. That's a very different <laughs> path, my man. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I think the thought of being a full-time actor first came to me when I was about 14 or 15 years old. Okay. I was going to this uh, community theater called the Arena Players. You know, you're familiar with it. Yep. Um, for those of you who don't know, the Arena Players is a African-American-owned and operated community theater in Baltimore, uh, Baltimore City, and it's actually the longest-running and continually-operated African-American community theater in the United States. So, you know, it has a lot of history there, but, um, you know, I was going there, I was kind of doing plays and stuff like that. And I remember I was coming up towards the end of my years there. Cause I was getting ready to go to college and do that whole sort of thing. Um, and I remember I did this one summer play and, uh, Robert Chu, I call him Mr. Chu, but you know, proposition Joe on the wire. Yeah. Uh, he was one of my acting teachers there. And, um, yeah. I remember, yeah. You just blow my, right? you're blowing my mind right now, yo. Prop Joe, <laughs> that's unreal. That's unreal. I'm oh, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt the line. <laughs> no, it's all good, Glenn. Yeah, Prop Joe, he's my acting teacher. <laughs> but yeah, I remember I was doing my last performance uh, at the theater. And, you know, he, he said to me, he said, Delonte, you know, I don't know what you want to do, but you could really take this acting thing to the next level if you want. Wow. Like I believe in you and I'm, I'm giving you that. Like, if you want to do it, I, I fully think you can. And that was the first moment where the possibility of being an actor as a career kind of sat with me. Um, 
but I just kept that for, for years, really. Throughout all my time in Maryland, I was, you know, doing plays and stuff here and there, kind of dipping my toe in the water. Um, but it wouldn't be until years later that I actually went for it full force. Dude, this is such a cool... I Prop Joe told you you could be an actor, man. Like, that man, that man can act. <laughs> yeah. That yeah, is he is a beast. Delonte D'Souza is with us, uh, winning time Sunday nights on HBO. So, so you get through Maryland, you get into acting. Mm-hmm. This opportunity is so unique. This is an Adam McKay project. This is helmed, uh, you know, by John C. Riley. And I know that that was sort of a change at some point during the process. When something like this comes to you, can what words can even describe what an opportunity like this is? Uh, the first word that comes to mind is euphoric. All puns intended, by the way. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah we've seen the show. Yeah, we've. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, it's so crazy, Glenn, because Adam McKay is. I mean, dude, he's one of the nicest dudes ever. He's absolutely hilarious. He's funny. He cares. Like, just being able to be on a project with him and, and be involved with him is such a wonderful and, and, and beautiful experience. You know what I mean? So it was just, I mean, I, I was just elated to, one, be on a TV show, but two, uh, be on HBO also. <laughs> and three, had to be with Adam McKay. I mean, you couldn't ask for a better first project if you ask me. It's unreal, man. It's really unreal. Delonte, the the side of it, obviously, let's go back to basketball, right? Like you were you were kind of a basketball player, but the basketball in this is is real. It's legit. It's a central focus in this show. Um, how do you get there? How do you get to a place where not only do you have to be an actor, but you got to be capable of portraying real high-level Lakers Showtime basketball. Yeah, so the the path the path to getting there is about two years worth of basketball training. Okay. Uh, you know, rigorous practices. Um, we had an NBA skills coach named Edon Rabin. Uh, he's trained like Steph Curry. He's trained Carmelo Anthony, and uh, you know, a bunch of NBA guys. Um, but we worked with him for the show and, you know, we would have two a day rehearsals slash practices where sometimes we would run plays, but most of the time we would do conditioning. So for me specifically, everybody had their own, uh, silhouette, let's say. So Quincy, the guy who plays Magic Johnson, his focus was on being able to pass from anywhere, the behind Mm -hmm. the back, the no look, the flashiness of magic, um, for me, it was just getting as long and as lean as possible, just looking like a tower uh, on defense as Michael Cooper and becoming tenacious when I'm on defense. So, you know, for us, it was three hours a day, uh, two practices a week, and we were just trying to emulate the Showtime's Lakers as best we could. I mean, you know, we're not athletes. I mean, there, there's there's a couple athletes in the cast, you know, as in guys who played basketball before, either in college or, you know, stuff like that. But, like, we aren't full-time athletes. So we had to bring the essence of Showtime, even though, you know, physically we weren't six inches taller than we actually are. Right. You know, to create... <laughs> right. Yeah. How much did you know about the show? I mean, obviously, age-wise, this is before you, of course, right? Like... How much did you know about the Showtime Lakers? Did you read Jeff Perlman's book? 
um, to try to get you there? And 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 were you as fascinated as we've been with all of the layers, right? Like we knew the basketball side. My God, all of the layers every week, dude. The Jerry, I I know I read the book years ago. I never knew the Jerry Tarkanian story. I never knew it. Blew my mind, right? Like, did how much of that did you know coming into it? Oh man, Glenn, I didn't know anything to be honest coming into it. Um, I mean, I knew about Magic Johnson and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, but like everybody knows those two. Mm-hmm. And even if you go a little bit deeper with the Lakers, you probably will bring up like James Worthy, Byron Scott, that later Showtime era of the Lakers. But yeah, man, I didn't know I didn't know who Michael Cooper was to be honest wow. with you wow. until I first got in the audition and I did some research and i was like wow me and this dude kind of look alike (laughs) (laughs) that helps helps. yeah definitely helps but um like you said glenn it was definitely before my time but i mean jeff just has an amazing book i mean that guy is a sports journalist genius i mean i remember i was uh on set one day and I had saw Jeff Perlman. He was like visiting the set to just kind of see, you know, what we were up to, checking things out. And I, I walked up to him and I said, you know, Jeff, without your book, I mean, it's literally a, a book. None of this would be possible. You guys wouldn't be able to watch this show. We wouldn't be working on it. We wouldn't have all these people coming in and doing these amazing things on set. We wouldn't have Adam producing this awesome project. Like, it all started with a book about basketball, more specifically the Showtime Lakers, and look what it became. And I just love and appreciate the fact that you guys are digging it as much as we did making it. Delonte D'Souza is with us here on Glenn Clark Radio. Of course, plays Michael Cooper on Winning Time. Um, that part of it, it, it did, what did you know? Did you know when it was being filmed? All of the the way it was being shot, like it, it's such a small thing. But it adds so much to the show that like you feel like you're watching something in the 1980s. Did you know that was going on? Did you have any clue that it was going to look like that? And when you got to see it, did you know immediately, oh, my God, people are going to love this? Because, it, I, bro, I, I don't mean I'm not just trying to kiss your ass because you're on the show. This is it's such a wonderful television program. Ah, uh, Thank you, Glenn. You know, it's funny because that was like one of the hardest and biggest secrets for me to keep working on the show was, was, was what it would look like. And it's not even something you can explain to people. Like Mm -hmm. I tried to explain to one of my friends, I was like, yeah, dude, this show is going to be awesome. It's going to be great. It's going to be amazing. It it, it looks like you're in the eighties. And he was like, what does that mean? And I was like, it it, it just looks like you're in the eighties, man. Like it it looks like you you got transported back to the eighties. So (laughs) I'm glad you guys got to, visually see what it looked like but man when i saw it for the first time i remember i was on set and i just finished up my scenes for the day and i was watching some playback and i was just like oh my god this is this is gorgeous like the way the cinematographers the dp uh todd who works on the show just his vision for the project just is 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 mind-blowing and like on the show we use actual film to shoot the project so like we had rolls of film going that you would hear run out wow. like towards the end wow. of a take and we'd have to like stop and reload. Like it was like legitimately uh legitimate film and like making that grainy eighties look like you'd say. That's so cool, man. It's so cool. And it's so worth it. Oh, it just adds so much 
to what is already such a wonderful show. I, I, I ask, knowing you can't give anything away, but like everything we've already seen, right? Like we've already seen a lot. What could possibly still be to come this season, man? Like, my God. <laughs> I would say as far as the rest of the season goes, there's definitely more drama within the team. Um, there's going to be more uh, more big basketball rivalries yep. that we haven't touched on yet I, or we've just scratched the surface I guess, of. I guess there's a certain someone that's that we know is still going to show up uh, at some point. We're pretty excited about that. That'll still be pretty cool. Yes, yes, yes. His name rhymes with Barry Murd, I think. <laughs> could be anyone. Could be anyone. Sorry. It could be anyone, Glenn. Um, but nah, dude, we've got so much more exciting stuff coming up this season. I mean, the show the show just takes off from this point. You know, this is where we start to fly. We've got everybody established. We've got our storylines in and tight, and now we can just fly with it. So you guys are the Definitely in for a great second half of the season. And then what about for Delonte D'Souza? Um, you know, you're, this is such a cool story that, that a kid from Baltimore is getting this opportunity. What's next for you? I, I can only imagine, uh, you know, the types of doors that doing a project like this can open for you. What, what's next for you? What's, what, what are you working on? What are your goals? What are your aspirations? Yeah, Glenn. So right now, um, there are some things that I can't really discuss right now publicly. Um, but what I can say is that this is definitely not the last time you'll see me. Yeah. Um, we like that. So, yeah, we love that, right? <laughs> but I say just stay on the lookout, man. I got some uh, exciting news coming up. So, yeah, it'll be fun. I love that. I love that, man. Dude, I, I can't tell you. I am such a nerdy fan of this TV show, bro. <laughs> I'm such a fan, and it makes me so much happier uh, now that we know that one of our own is succeeding and thriving because of it, man. It it, it means a, a whole lot to us back this way. Is there somebody back in Baltimore you want to give a shout-out to? Somebody that maybe, like, from your athletics like career, track and field, anything like that, that maybe, you know, like, you, people need to know how, how, how important this person was to you in your life here. Yeah, for sure. I definitely want to get a shout-out to my parents back home, my brother, uh, my sister and also my other brother, just my family in general. Shout out to you guys. Um, definitely gave me a lot of support growing up to do what I'm doing now. So I thank you guys for that. And I appreciate that. I also want to give a shout out to the arena players, man. If yeah. I wasn't, if I wasn't there, I wouldn't be here now. So, you know, they were the ones that kind of laid the foundation for the craft in me and, and watered that seed and let it grow. So definitely shout out to the arena players. Uh, Ms. Catherine Orange. Thank you so much. Um, and shout out to my mentor, Rod Carter, too, man. Um, yeah. Yeah, man. Awesome. Love my city. That's awesome, man. Uh, Delonte D'Souza, at Delonte D'Souza on Twitter, at Delonte D'Souza on Instagram as well to give him a follow. Anything else we can get a plug in for you for, man? Uh, no, that's about it, Glenn. Thank you. Hey, brother. I, seriously, you, you, got, you, you are killing it. The show is phenomenal. It brings me great joy to have this conversation. Greatly appreciate you taking a couple of minutes for us this morning and continued success. We'll be in touch, all right? Awesome, Glenn. No problem, man. Thank you for having me on again, man. I appreciate it. That is Delonte D'Souza. What a cool story that is. And if you are not watching Winning Time... Um, what the hell are you doing? It is brilliant, captivating, thrilling television. 
um, and Adam, and it's hilarious to boot uh, John C. Riley and Adam McKay at the helm. And the story we were talking about with Jeremy on Monday, the story that um, it actually caused a rift between Adam McKay and Will Ferrell, ended their friendship because Will Ferrell wanted to play uh, Dr. Buss, and Adam McKay said, no, nah, I'm going with John C. Riley. That's the way it's going to go. And I don't know what it would have been like with Will Ferrell, but it's hard for me to imagine it would have been as good as this. I, I feel like you wouldn't have been able to take Will Ferrell as seriously, and Dr. Buss's character isn't a serious character. No, but it's just, there's some, like as I said the other day, somehow he walks this fine line of being this douchebag playboy and yet the most likable human on the face of the planet. Absolutely. The guy that, because you, you, it's not just that you want to be him, like you want to root for him too. Like you're inspired by. Yeah, I want you to succeed. I want you to build the Lakers. And I I hate the Lakers. Why would I want that? <laughs> but the show is so effing good and John C. Riley is so effing good that I find myself rooting for for Dr. Buzz. It, it, it's funny though. Aren't Will Ferrell and John C. Riley good friends in real they're life? They're also friends. So yes, so definitely also you'd think friends. that he could put his ego and be like, "You know what? I would have liked to have gotten it, but at least John got it." I don't know, man. It's a very weird like I've read a, a good bit about it. They've done a few interviews about it. It's 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 weird. It's a weird situation that like this has split up. Uh, Will Ferrell and Adam McKay were absolute partners. Mm-hmm. Like they worked on every project together. And Adam McKay started getting away from like slapstick comedy and did some like he did um what was the Dick Cheney film? Uh, Vice, that was what that was called, right? He did that. He started doing some more things. He did that um, uh, Don't Look Up. He did that, right? Like, he started doing some other projects that weren't, that definitely were not Will Ferrell vehicles. I wonder if it's just because he wouldn't even give him an audition. Like, this is not a role for you. And Will was like, you well, they won't They had even- somebody else. There was somebody originally in line to play Jerry Buss. Hang on. Uh, Jerry Buss, original actor. And the story was, and I got to remember who it was, because whoever it was, like, couldn't, couldn't get it. Michael Shannon. Michael Shannon, who's wonderful, who is just effing outstanding, right? He couldn't um, pull off that role. Apparently, the, the, the problem with Michael Shannon was he was struggling with the fourth wall thing. Like, he mm-hmm. couldn't handle the parts where, like, they're in the middle of a scene, and then Dr. Buss turns to the camera and starts talking to the audience instead of doing the scene. Mm-hmm. Which you would think, like, as an actor, that shouldn't be all that difficult, right? But I guess when you're that deep in the game and you're, like, that lost in a character, all you want to do is just be the character and not suddenly turn back and be the narrator, too. Um, it works seamlessly with mm-hmm. with John C. Riley. He does it... Like, you don't even think about the fact that he's doing it. It's not even one of the things that you consider in the course of the show. But he does also play the role of narrator. But it's as Jerry Buss being the narrator. It's it's wild, right? Like, you're casually in the middle of a scene, and all of a sudden he just turns, and he starts telling you about what's going on. Like, you know, that'll come up again later down the road. But right. right now we're dealing with it. Like, he's suddenly the narrator all of a sudden. It's wild, man. I look at I look at Michael Shannon, and he, I, he's never played a role where he's just not like this angry, bitter-looking guy. You ever see that Family Guy episode where they um, what, what's going on? Okay, I'll try it again. Try it again. Um, yeah, yeah. No, don't. Oh, okay, sorry. You muted Paul's mic. You gotta. You can't mute Paul's mic. <laughs> we still need Paul. <laughs> Do you ever see that episode of Family Guy where they where they? Need to keep Michael Shannon calm. Oh, I, I vaguely. And remember Peter that. leaves this yeah. leaves the scene for a second. He comes back and everybody's dead. And Michael yeah. Shannon's just sitting there. I vaguely. That's remember how I look that. at Michael Shannon. I um, 
yeah, I like Michael Shannon's a damn good actor. Like he is an unbelievable is. actor. But I don't think he could pull that role off. I just don't, I don't think he could do I, it. I, I, I don't know that. I just don't know that, man. I have no idea whether he could pull that role off or not. Just simply because I, I, I would have to see what it looks like. I think when you're talented, you can figure it out and you can figure out a way to make it work. The problem is John C. Riley is so good. Mm-hmm. He's so good. As Dr. Buss, that you're almost like, thank God they didn't do anything else. Right. Because I, I don't know that it can be better. Maybe somebody else could do it, but it it couldn't be better than this. And he looks exactly is... like him. It, 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 well, it, I don't, to be fair, I don't really know what Jerry Buss looked if like. If you look and... up what Jerry Buss looked like back then, it's pretty damn spot on. Pretty damn spot on. Uh, Jerry Buss, 19, what are we talking 79? about? 79. is what I was thinking, yeah. Jerry Buss, 1980. Uh, it's pretty close. I mean, it's definitely close. There's yeah. no doubt about it. I don't think but Michael they, Shannon could have done that. Uh, they, they can do a lot of things yeah. now in order to yeah. make it work. All right. Um, anyway, watch Winning Time. It's genius. I mean, it is absolutely a spectacular uh, television program. Today's show also brought to you by Simply the Bets. Every Tuesday, 11.40 a.m. Every Thursday, or every other Thursday at 11.40 a.m., we do Weekend at Bookies. If you missed either show this week, what you need to do is you need to go right now to facebook.com slash pressboxsports. Click on the videos tab. You need to go to youtube.com slash pressboxonline. You can find them there. Simply the bets. Every Tuesday at 11.40 a.m., Weekend at Bookies. Every other Thursday at 11.40 a.m., do them they are in partnership with the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland and if you missed either show this week make sure you go check them out as we try to win you some money why don't we grab a break we will sort through whatever's going on in the break and then we'll come back in chat with Seam Rockman still to come we'll get Young Utes Tidbit Tubular and before we wrap up today Maryland offensive tackle Spencer Anderson is going to join us as well it's Glenn Clark Radio Sports fans, the wait is over. The all-new FanDuel Sportsbook is now open at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. This is your chance to win big right in your own backyard. Bet on every sport with self-service kiosks and watch all of the action from the best seat in the house. Make every moment more at the all-new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgambling.com. Help.org. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Gambling can be a fun and entertaining experience, but there are risks involved. If you're planning on betting on the game at the casino or on your phone or computer, know your limit, stay within it. Set a budget and a time to stop. Remember, gambling isn't a financial solution and it doesn't mix well with alcohol or drugs. Know the risks and have a plan before you begin gambling. For free and confidential services, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org. 
Come in for Glory Burgers, Glory Wings. There's glory for everyone at Glory Days Grill. Enjoy the award-winning burgers, ribs, and wings, or try our fresh salads, hand-cut salmon, or our scrumptious sandwiches. Yum! Come in for daily specials every weekday, like $7.99 burgers on Mondays, $6.99 nachos on Thursdays, and Taco Tuesdays. And watch all of your favorite games at Glory Days Grill, with 25 screens and private speakers at every table, plus game day drink specials. Visit us at glorydaysgrill.com for a location near you. Glory Days Grill, great food, good sports. The newest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, we celebrate the 20th anniversary of Maryland men's basketball's 2002 NCAA Tournament Championship. As Gary Williams reflects on how the program rose from the ashes of NCAA sanctions to the pinnacle of the sport, and why his perspective of the title run has changed now two decades later. Plus, Juan Dixon, Lonnie Baxter, and the rest of the team relive the moments that ultimately led them to cutting down the nets in Atlanta. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores. And you can always find the entire edition, as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a wide range of models and trim lines. You can choose the perfect Toyota to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out BuyAToyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. If you miss anything, don't forget that you can find whole shows later on Spotify, Apple, or Amazon Podcast. It's Glenn Clark Radio. All right, back in here on GCR. Tiger Woods teeing off today. Oh, he'll be in, in TV coverage at land as Tiger Woods is at 141 for uh, his tee time in round two of the Masters. And I don't know why. It's so funny to me. I didn't realize this. Like the, they don't start TV coverage until three, and like the latest tea time is after two o'clock. Um, <laughs> I'll never get it. I'll never in my life get Maybe it. Maybe they have a deal with the Masters they, app. They, they don't. This, this has existed before there was ever streaming. Yeah, it's about exclusivity. It's about you're only allowed to watch a certain amount. It is. Uh, the, the talking heads upstairs got to figure so you can't no no they're never changing it this is just who they are like this is who they are as they want it to be exclusive they want it to be that you can't be a part of it you're a peon you're an average you're a normie you don't get to be a part of our exclusive thing that's the way that it works they'll never ever change the way they do it the fact that they even allowed streaming was a, a massive win years ago that you could even watch in some capacity um there's nothing I can do about it. Nothing I can do about it at all. Um, quickly, the uh, update is that Sung JM is back to five under. Dustin Johnson is now at four under with Cameron Smith. And I continue to care only about the things that I have wagered on because that is what matters to me. Tony Finau is teeing off at two o'clock. And Zanman, Xander Schofle, still two over through three holes. Not thrilled about that. Not great. That's what's going on at the Masters. Today's show also brought to you by the print issue of PressBox. It is available right now for free at your neighborhood Royal Farms, any of the hundreds of locations around town where you find PressBox. Read it all, PressBoxOnline.com. Check it out there. We got our 1970s phone that we're using in the studio. Go pick it up right now. Gary Williams is on the cover. We celebrate the 20th anniversary 
of Maryland men's basketball winning the national championship in 2002. It is available right now. Press box print issue. And only about two weeks left for you to pick this one up before there will be a new print issue of Press Box on stands. Three weeks from tonight. Big fight. Our next guest is battling Kenzie Morrison, who has something in common with him. They're both the sons of former Linear heavyweight champions joining us now, I think for the first time on this show, which seems impossible. It's a pleasure for us to welcome back in Haseem Rahman Jr., who's with us on GCR. Haseem, it's Glenn in Baltimore. It's great to chat with you, man. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us. Thank you, thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. It's, I'm hyped about the fight. Man, it is such a cool thing. Can you give us a little background on, on how this came about, the idea Seems like so simplistic. Like, what an easier way for you guys to sell a fight. But how did it come about that that you two guys ended up running into each other? Uh, my my uh, the promoter that I signed with, uh, and when I first turned pro, Greg Cohen, he had this fight vision from the moment I turned pro. Wow. So this is this was always a, a fight that was down the line that was um that we we looked to have interest in, and then uh. It seemed like out of nowhere they called us and asked us for the fight. So we, we definitely took it. We ready. And it's, it's, it's go time. April 29th is do, the date. Do you know Kenzie at all? Like, is he somebody that, like, you know, just obviously everybody brings up what you have in common, of course. But is he somebody that at any point you would come across in, in, in any of, of your life in boxing? Never. I've been in boxing since I was. Yeah, like you're a baby, four, right? Four or five years old. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so. I've, no, I've never ran across uh, Kenzie. Never talked to him. Never said a word to him. It's probably you like it better that way because you're gonna go beat his face in in a couple. Of you got that right. You got that right. <laughs> um, uh, seem doing something like this, right? Like, is was there any part of you that thought to yourself, like, man, I, I don't know. I, I'm my own man. I don't really want to. You know, I don't. I want to rely on anybody else. Did you have any of those thoughts, or did you did you find it as intriguing as the rest of the country and finds this this thought of you fighting someone who is has something so similar to you in your background? Um, no, I never thought, never thought of it like that. I I, I see the problem in my career. I, I should have at least eleven, twelve more fights, but they've pulled. They've. They, I've had so many people pull out and show up and then uh, i mean it's been gone as far as somebody actually got in the ring with me got announced the referee told us to step to the middle to, to touch gloves and he went back to his locker room and left, left are you building. serious didn't want to fight yeah it's on espn covered it look it up wait is, i never i don't remember that at all who was it his name was joseph coates he got suspended for like two years for that what the um, f yeah, that was my that was, but that that just goes to show just, and that wasn't the last time that somebody backed out on me. I mean, I've had guys back out the day before. I've had guys back out the day of, and it's just, uh, I don't know. Just when it gets down to it, it gets it gets difficult just because of the name. And um, I have someone across from me who has a a a name that bears weight as well for right. the same exact reason. So now it's no reason for him to pull out. It's a it's a, it's a great fight. Um, it's going to be very competitive, and I, I can't wait. I can't wait to watch it unfold. Again, it's three weeks from tonight, and it's on the Fight app, so make sure you are signed up, that you are, uh, you've are you downloaded the Fight app, so you can watch Haseem Rahman Jr. and Kenzie Morrison coming up on April 29th. 
Hasim, your your path, right? Like you met, you know, you your twelve fight, you got twelve wins professionally um, in your career. You have tr- you have treaded the right direction. Do you feel like a, a fight that gets a bit of attention is what's needed for you in taking the next step towards big dollar, huge opportunity fights to make your own name as one of the stars in this sport? Yeah, I mean, you said it yourself, but this is that's that's everything this fight is. I mean, um, I couldn't couldn't ask for a better opportunity. Uh, I love to thank the WBC for putting the uh, USNBC heavyweight championship on the line. Um, this is a title fight. This is a, I've been training as such. Um, I, I I feel ready. I feel prepared mentally, physically, spiritually. I'm I'm just uh, ready to put the finishing touches on my training camp and and go hard on the 29th. Do you feel like this moment is a moment that's overdue? You referenced the fights you haven't been able to get. Do you feel like you should have been getting opportunities like this two, three, four years ago at this point? I mean, I was ready out the gate for this. I would have had my debut against uh, Kenzie. So um, it's definitely a fight that I would have been taking. Um, I'm, I'm very intrigued by the fight. Um... But like I said before, I, I, I've known Kenzie a lot longer than he's known me. Hmm. So uh, we'll, we'll we'll see what happens on April 29th. It's it's, it's going to be a war. I know he's coming, and 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 he's going to come with his best, and he knows I'm coming. I'm coming with my best. So we'll see we'll see which best man will win on the 29th. Seem we ref you know you referenced that you've been in and around this sports basically since you were a baby. Did did you always know? Like, was there ever any doubt in your mind that this was going to be the path for you? Was there ever a point where you're like, "Man, I don't have to do this. I could do something else." Or is every thought that you've ever had from the moment that your brain could function been, "This is who I am. I am a boxer. I am going to be a fighter for the rest of my life." When I was young, I wanted to fight, and then my dad put me in the gym at like 19 years old, and I didn't like um because I seen him get hit a lot. Yeah. And then I got hit, like, barely. I barely got hit. And I was like, oh, no. I was, nah, I don't like that shit. I'd, I'd rather fix people than break them. Um, so I wanted to be a doctor. Wow. And then um, I kept, uh, I, I was getting older, and I kept playing sports. And I got really, really good at football. I was a, D, uh, a, 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 a D1 prospect. And um, I said, you know what? There's so many people trying to be the next Ray Lewis. Look at all these high schools, all these colleges across the nation. Look how many people trying to be the next Ray Lewis. What if I twist my ankle? What if I get a great sack and I stand up and one of these offensive linemen trips and falls and breaks my leg? I've seen it happen. Um, You'd never be the same after something like that, and that could happen at any time. So I said, you know what? All these people trying to be the next Ray Lewis. How many people trying to be the next Lennox Lewis? Hmm. Hmm. And um, I felt I felt like the the odds were in my favor. I felt like I had a, a, a more fulfilling destiny, a, a more purposeful destiny to to fulfill, uh, rather than win a Super Bowl. Um, because there has been a heavyweight, Ken Norton. He was heavyweight champion, that's right. of the world, and his son went on to win a Super Bowl. It's a hell of a so player. That's already yeah. that's already been done. That's a part of history that he owns. And I wanted my own piece of history. There's, there's no one in, in boxing, the history of this, this, this beautiful sport, who won the heavyweight championship of the world, and then raised the son to win the heavyweight championship of the world, or any version of a heavyweight title. It's never happened. Um, 
that would be my own piece of history, and uh, I'm I'm looking to to snatch it because the the person that's closest to snatching my piece of history. That's a great point. Is is Kenzie Morrison? Wow. So we both we're both looking to 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 get to that level. No one is closer to having that achievement than himself and I. So uh, I feel like this is coming at the perfect time. Um, let's see who who takes a step backwards and who emerges as a contender. Bro, that's a hell of a sell for a fight, man. <laughs> My God, that's a hell of a sell for a fight. Like, you're literally talking about history. That's incredible, man. Um, the, 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 the pressure that comes with being your father's son, Haseem, right? The pressure of the standard is heavyweight champion of the world, right? The pressure is the man who authored you know, the greatest upset in boxing history, right? Like, how how were you able to handle that pressure? How have you been able to not let that be something that's too daunting for you? I just work hard. I work hard, and I know that um, I know that everything I do is for a reason. So n- nothing that I'm, that I'm doing is without purpose. I, I pray for this. I've been praying for this since I was nine years old. So, um... Faith without work is dead. So I've been working. I, I prayed for it as a kid. I've been praying for it. I've had the same prayer since I was a child. Um, I don't know who believes in God or what, what realm they believe in, but um, when you talk to God for decades and decades and decades about, about something, um, he gives you a chance to make it happen. You go at it full speed ahead, and that's what I'm doing. I'm going at it full speed ahead. Uh, when you speak about the pressure, Pressure is something that um, is measured by the outside. I'm not even I'm not even worried about the outside. The only thing I can see is Kenzie Morrison across that ring on April 29th. So when you say pressure, pressure makes diamonds, and I'm looking to shine on the 29th. I love that. I love that, man. Just another minute or two here. Hasim Rahman Jr. Again, he's fighting Kenzie Morrison, the son of Tommy Morrison, on April 29th on the Fight App. Um, you know, Hasim, you. You're not like not Baltimore for your entire life, right? Like we know that you were out in Vegas and and you've done all that, but there's this moment that's happened with Baltimore fighters over the course of what the last six, seven years. It feels like this city is sort of like taken over boxing. How much is that meant to you to be associated, to be a part of it? We see your brothers now, both brothers. Like boy, my God, your dad was telling me about your youngest brother. Holy crap! Um, how important has that been for you to see the city of Baltimore represented in this sport the way that it has over the last five, six years? I mean, anybody that knows me knows that Baltimore means the world to me. I love my city. I love where I come from. It's my culture. It's, it's where I grew up. It's where I was raised. It's where I learned how to walk, talk, eat, sleep, write, read. Um, I'm from Baltimore. Yep. Uh, now, when I was a young teenager, we did we moved to Vegas to better my father's career. Yep. And uh, that, in turn, wound up being myself and my younger brother's career. But uh, as far as representing Baltimore City, that's something I'm always going to do because I never forget where I came from. And um, uh, anybody, like I said, anybody that knows me knows every summer I come back because um, it's too hot to stay in Vegas. So every <laughs> summer, every summer I was back. Um, I haven't missed a year going back to Baltimore in in the, the 20 years I've been to Vegas. I've I've gone back every year. I go back. I'm still very in touch with all my family. Um, a lot of my family even think I still live in Baltimore because <laughs> I'm there so much. So uh, it's definitely 
it's definitely been a roller coaster ride, but Baltimore's with me the whole way. Um, I already know 20 or 30 people that are coming out That's to cool, fight man. from Baltimore. So I'm just glad it's, it's finally my time. And um, as far as everybody else that's putting on for Baltimore, it's, it's just it's, it's, it's a momentum thing. So, you know, my father got it kicked off. Yep. And we got Tank with the world title. And we got many, many more world champions coming after that. So we will see um, who emerges at the top. But at the end of the day, uh, I believe that we'll we'll all be sitting in a, in a Maryland Hall of Fame uh, dinner, and, and we'll have multiple, multiple, multiple world titles for Baltimore City to be represented. This is awesome, man. Uh, I'm so stoked for this fight. I I, I got to tell you, I happen I, I worked in Phoenix for two years, uh, 15 years ago, and I happened to make um, a, a real powerful friendship with Tommy Morrison during those years. But I'll have you know, Hasim, I know who I'm rooting for on the 29th. Um, well, thank and, you, thank you, Baltimore City, man. I'm, I'm, I'm not only fighting for, for myself, but I'm fighting for the Rockmans. I'm fighting for Baltimore City. I'm fighting for the Muslims. I'm fighting for anybody that that has come out of a prison cell and had their life deterred by prison. All these, all these things that I'm fighting for. Um, most importantly, my son. Um, I lost my son in in 2017. Oh, so, oh. Uh, most importantly. Uh, I want to make him proud. I promise him a title. I'm gonna bring it home for him, and um, this not the last one. I'm gonna bring. Uh, I, I'm a man of my word, so I will put my best foot forth on on April 29th. So uh, Kenzie Morrison better be a dangerous man because he's gonna be looking across the ring at one. We can't come wait. Friday night. Cannot wait to see it. At underscore Hasim Rockman Jr. on Twitter is how you follow him. And it's underscore underscore junior on Instagram, correct? It's just one underscore. Well, okay, one, one underscore, underscore junior on Instagram is how you follow him there. Hasim, congratulations on everything, man. We can't wait for the 29th. It's such an exciting fight. And uh, go kick some ass. And let's talk again with you being a world champion, all right? Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I look forward to talking to you after the fight. Appreciate it, man. Hasim Rockman yes, Jr. Man, that's cool. It's really powerful stuff in there, right? Talking about you know what he's the the weight that he's carrying with him, uh, trying to make history as being the first son of a world champion to become a world champion himself. And for those of you that are too young to remember, like what Hasim Rahman did in two thousand one, man, truly, truly shocked the world at that point. All right, uh, we are winding down for a Friday edition of GCR. I believe it is time for us to do this. I think that was one of my better ones. Yeah. I think it was all right. Yeah. Young Utes brought to you by the Stan the Fan Variety Hour. If you missed it this week, Stan and Ross had an emotional conversation with former Oriole Jim Poole about his fight with ALS. Last night, Stan caught up with our buddy Drew Forrester to talk about the Masters, his new show, Fairways and Greens. It starts this Sunday. You can find them both where you get your video, facebook.com slash pressboxsports. Click on the videos tab. Go to youtube.com slash pressboxonline or pressboxonline.com slash video. Coming up Monday night, Stan and Ross Grimsley after the game. So they're going to do a, a special late show on Monday, an 8 o'clock show. They'll be catching up with the Orioles legend Kenny Singleton. That's Monday night at 8. All right, little Jordan, what you got? Do you know who Hasbula is? I am only because Barstool did like a huge that, that's a, that, yeah. thing with so him. So it was it was his first ever 
formal. Who? I, I'm asking this question. Who yeah. is he? So he's a he's a 19 year old. But is kid, he, is he just like a social friend. media? Yeah, he's okay. like a he's like a guy that blew up on social media. He's friends with uh, Khabib. Nurmagomedov. Nurmagomedov. Yeah. And he's known as Mini Khabib because he does fights versus other little people. That's that his that's and, his content. Well, well, his content that, is his, his content is everything. He he does he'll he'll take videos doing like stunts with guns and stunts with like driving cars. Okay. And then he just hangs out with all these like famous UFC. But fighters. he's a content creator. Yeah, content okay. creator would be his title. Okay. And so he sat down. Uh, with Caleb Presley from Barstool Sports for his first ever formal interview with anyone. And just some of the quotes. I, I, I watched the whole thing, and I thought it was very comedic content. Okay. My friends did. So. Okay. But, it seems so. like uh, males your age all feel the same way. Yeah. Does, I, it I does not register I, for me. It, I don't and, know. And Cass, well, wait, is, wait, wait it out. Wait it out. Cass, we don't let until you're finished. Cass like, is cracking up. But, yeah. So uh, some of the... Good oh, there's it's been memed all week. I've yeah. seen nothing but memes of this. Yeah. So the the story is he's it's it's not just that he's a little person. Doesn't he have like a con, like an actual? Yeah, yeah. He has some some form. I'm not sure the exact condition. Okay, but he he's like verified on all social media. It, but so some of the quotes because were, he genuinely looks like a small child. Yeah, like, like he he, does he doesn't not look, look nineteen. Is it what like Annie Milanakis? I, I don't. I, no, if, I think if there's if a. You, if you just Google H A S. Oh, I know. I know oh, what yeah. he looks okay. like. Okay. I know. Oh, what yeah. I've, I've oh, seen the, it. The but it's not yeah. like dwarfism. You know. No, what I'm it's, yeah. it's it's not. not it's something. Uh, there's something. It's growth hormone deficiency, a genetic disorder that occurs when the brain's pituitary gland can't produce growth hormone. Anyway, sorry. He could probably so, kick my ass. So I mean. So yeah. So he said. Uh, so one of the quotes was Caleb asked him about uh, Ronaldo, his husband, the soccer player. Soccer yeah. Okay. And uh, and Hezbollah goes, I could not care less about Ronaldo. I am more famous than him. The only thing Ronaldo does in a match is pass around the ball. All right. And then uh, okay. they, and then they asked him. It doesn't. Uh, they asked him about his approach to hitting the gym, and he goes, I don't pump iron. I am iron. I also carry a knife. When <laughs> I when I carry the blade, people keep their mouth shut. Now I have my brothers with me. He's talking about Khabib and other UFC okay. fighters. They're better. Should have just stopped at the I don't. What is it? I don't pump iron. I am yeah. iron because that's the one that I've seen. Mean yeah. that's good. That's yeah. a good. The rest of it is stupid. When yeah. I the, have the blade. Yeah, I mean the rest of that's just <laughs> dumb. Yeah. But the, that then, line, yeah. that's a good line. And then he was like, when people try to insult me, I'm quick to clap back. And then it's beef. Uh, in the interview, he talked. To, oh, he said, I want to become the minister of internal affairs for the Russian Republic of Dagestan. First, I'll find all of my haters and make them panic. Okay. I mean, that doesn't... And, so this dude's insane. And, and he was yeah, like, I'll like... slow down the speed limit within the city, but increase it on the highway, and I will take all speed cameras down. Okay. But, right. yeah. So this he, is... The, the, now you've, you've gone from, yeah. I was vaguely interested, and now I'm not remotely oh, no. interested it, all of a sudden. I don't, I don't was... care about his thoughts on speed cameras. Oh, <laughs> it's not... It... He doesn't register. The, the, I think the generic... So this... I had never heard of this person until the internet started talking about him this week. I believe that the internet cares and that young youths care. Yeah, he yeah, looks like, I mean, yeah. he genuinely looks like a, a seven-year-old. He looks like, you know. Uh, cast of the young youths care about Hezbollah. Yeah. They do. Okay. They like him. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I don't, I'm, this will never be for me, right? Like the content creator thing will never be for me. I'll always prefer people who act i'll always prefer watching winning time to watching somebody just 
you know, saying nonsense on and and the I'm not in the bar stool like world. It's just not my world. Like, like some of them I find to be quite funny. Other than some of them I find to offer nothing. Um, Caleb's really the only one I I don't know. He's Kate. not. He, he's not funny to me. Yeah. It's just that like. He's funny because he's small. No offense. It's just like everything he does. You're talking is, about Hezbollah, yeah, Hezbollah right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Caleb, yeah. No, 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 not him. I'm just saying, like, I think that's the only reason why he's funny. Cause he's just I get so the idea. Little. Like, you're 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 not used to seeing someone that looks like that. You know, talk a bunch of s and although we've we've there have been other little people who have tried to make that their gimmick over the years. Like that they are they're a badass. They're a, that we've seen that play out before. I don't. You know, I, I'm look I. I don't begrudge him in any way. I just don't. He's in no. By no means do I care about his opinions about him doing an interview. I don't give a rat's ass about what he thinks about politics or what he thinks about. Like if he's a he's a funny content creator, be a funny content creator. The problem is when we give those people power and pretend like what their opinions are. Like go yeah. go make your content and the people enjoy it. Make your content. But when we try to pretend like those are the people that should be making decisions or like influencing actual things in the world i'm gonna here's what i would do about speeding tickets who why are you the authority it's like famously that when when jason collins came out as gay chris broussard was working for espn and chris broussard was allowed to go on espn and talk about like his feelings as a religious person about jason collins coming out as gay and the only thing i think to myself was like who gives a yeah. flying F? Like, what does this have to do with anything? You're not an authority on this. You're a basketball reporter. Like, what are we doing here? And that's the way that I feel about you telling me what, you know, Hezbollah feels about. Here's what I would do about the laws. And like, who cares, bro? Like, my God. Imagine someone coming to me and being like, what are you going to do about you know, day trading in society. Well, let me tell you, I got a lot of thoughts about that. Like, what the F? Just to pretend like anyone is an authority on anything. Hey, Cass, could you break down the Argentinian economy for me? Share some real thoughts about what's going on down there? We got a weird... That's the problem that I have, is that when, when someone becomes famous or gets some sort of following, we suddenly believe that they are some sort of authority on any subject at all. And I'm just like, what are we doing? I'm smart enough to tell you I'm stupid. I got a lot of opinions, but I'll tell you right up front, I'm stupid. And I should not be the one who is influencing societal norms. Go ahead. What's number two on your list? Tiger King's Joe Exotic. I'm out. Wants to out. marry new love interest he met in prison immediately after filing for divorce. Wait, which... Who was he married to most recently? Uh, which Dylan, one of them? Dylan Passage. I don't, I don't Passage, know. Passage. Which one was that? It's been so long since yeah. I watched the show. I don't. I, I saw like two know. episodes, and I, it wasn't for me. But I appreciate. Uh, I don't remember this guy. Was it a I'm, tiger? I'm out. I remember. I remember the guy that unfortunately, you know, ended things for himself. Yeah. I remember that guy by and, accident. Like, well, we think by accident. <laughs> Like we right think in that. front of somebody, uh, yeah, it, was, it was awful. Everything about it was awful. I don't remember this guy at all. Um, you know, God bless. Do whatever you want to do. I could not. I'm so out on the Tiger King. I'm so out on all of it. I don't want any of it. I have not looked. I thought I might maybe look at the Peacock show. I haven't even looked at it. I haven't even had. And there's so many things that are ahead of that on my list. I don't. I don't think I'll ever look at the Peacock show. 
All of these people are bad people. I don't want any of them to have good things happen to them. We needed this at a time in our lives when we were all stuck inside and had nothing to do. So we needed the Tiger King to get us through for that week, that first week of quarantine. We needed Tiger King in our lives. And then a week later, we realized, what did, what, what did we just invest ourselves in? These are wretched, all of them. Every single one of them is a terrible person. There's not a redeemable human being involved in any of this. They are all awful humans. But damn, there's Ow. country tiger songs, man. I mean, I'll listen to those. Those are, they're, they're, they're correct. They're bangers. Bangers and a half. I'm with you on that. And I definitely want someone to describe my testicles at my funeral. I want you to make sure that you hire. I've said before, I want there to be a gay cowboy to hi- be hired to come to my funeral and talk about how amazing my testicles Joe, were. Joe Exotic will do it for fifty-seven dollars. I don't. Yeah. I don't want it to be him. Not him. Anybody else? Any other gay cowboy? Or I said I'd be willing to if someone was gay and played for the Dallas Cowboys. If someone was named, if Willie Gay was on the Dallas Cowboys roster, I'd settle for that. If someone, I would, I would take a cowboy whose name was gay, right? Like I would take anything like that. As long as they come to my funeral and talk about the greatness of my testicles, I'm in, right? But that's it. Otherwise, I'm out. No, no. Do the young people give a rat's ass? No. I didn't think so. I, I mean, I would swipe and be like, oh, cool. And like if I saw it on TikTok, I'd be like, oh, we're over it. We're but just no as a society. It's not just that we're over it. It's that we've had a reckoning. We've had a reckoning yeah. in relation to this. We are ashamed of how invested we were in the Tiger King. And the real reality is it happened because we needed it. We had nothing else to do. If we had had anything else, if they had released that thing a month earlier, it never would have been a thing. No one would have ever given a rat's ass. But in that moment where we had nothing else going on for us in society, it was it. All we had was the Tiger King, and so we were obsessed with it for two weeks. Can we can we make the argument that maybe Joe Exotic and his producers started COVID to get him in order to make it a thing? And well, it didn't get him out of jail, so I'm not sure. I'm <laughs> not sure if it helped. That's him what that he's way. really in jail for. I'm telling you, we have that. The real problem is the reckoning that we've had with Tiger King. That we have realized what in the f were we doing? How did we allow ourselves to be so captivated by something so awful? All right, so this is a big one because you're one for two coming yes. into this. Got a hit. So this is about the uh, viral TikTok stunt of the Tesla a couple weeks ago. You didn't see it? I'm not familiar. So it was in an LA, LA car meet and some guy in a 2018 Tesla. And you know, the streets kind of have their little slants and go down in the hills. Uh-huh. So he goes full speed, like 90 miles per hour over a hill, takes off in the Tesla. And they filmed it. And everyone's going like, oh, so cool. And he comes down and he crashes the car into like someone's like wall or something. And okay, he, he I flees, see it. And he flees the scene. And so then, uh, an ex-member of David Dobrik's crew, crew. Who's David hit, Dobrik? He's like a influencer, like YouTube. This guy, is a, like this is it, a person like the young it. the young youths know about. Yeah, but everyone hates him now. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, he like turned into we, like I a loved really. I him. I loved he him. He turned into a really younger. like sleaze. Okay. Was he a but stunt guy? Was that was? He, he made is, his friends do stunts. Yeah. He, oh, okay. He, he didn't do it. He just was like, "I'll give you money." And he didn't do anything. Quite is honestly. he Joe Exotic? No, he's yeah. I mean, he's better than Joe Exotic. I'm looking at pictures. I've never I've never seen this person in my life. He he was big on YouTube. But again, for I'm, a while. I'm, yeah. I'm 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 and, ancient. And so. One of his. You should ex- tell the baseball guys. He, you know, he's old. He doesn't know who David Dobrik is. Yeah. He's never heard of him. One, one of his uh, ex crew crew members, Domienkas ah, Zegletis, sure. yeah, known as Dirt Dom. Dirty Dom. Dirty Dom. <laughs> Dirty Dom. There we go. 
Yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Sure. I yeah. like Dirty. I believe Dom. that was one yeah. of the. I believe that was the guy that the 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 kid in India was watching the porno of was uh, Dirty Dom. Yeah. And, Honestly, yeah. Dirty Dom and the boys. Yeah. Oh boy, <laughs> Cassidy, you got a thing for Dirty Dom? I like Dirty Dom. Of course, of course uh, you do. And so, the LAPD got f- flooded with tips saying that Dirty Dom did did this stunt, and then Dirty Dom posted on like Twitter and everything, and he was like screw LAPD, like, I got away with this, blah, blah, to which then a plethora of influencers came in and were like, dude, you weren't there. We were hanging out with you when you did this. Why are you claiming responsibility? Okay. And the LAPD is like, yeah, you didn't do it. Please stop telling so people. So he wanted the notoriety. He, yeah, he, he, he was like, I just crashed my new Tesla. That was my car. Like, I did this stunt, like. And, like, he was like, look, I'm now famous again, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, again, one of those people fishing for content, doing stupid things. Jesus. God, what a society we live in. We live in an effing society where we we want to be the guy that crashed and and wrecked. Oh, God. God. These people are so stupid. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's so stupid. All right. Is there a finale to this story? What do we... Are they still Uh, on the search for... Police uh, are looking, and they say the person who did it... Remember, uh, you got to talk into this part of the microphone. They they will be... They're still looking for the person who did it, and they will be convicted of a misdemeanor hit and run. Well, I mean, the the police don't get to decide if you're convicted or not. (laughs) Like, they can charge you. They've deemed the incident. (laughs) Yeah, right. That's the way that that works. Young youths clearly care about this. Yeah, sadly. Oh, God. Oh. Hate to give them the point. All right. You went two for three. You win for this week on Young Utes. This is... Look, and you know, I'm, I struggle with this, right? Because, as we talked about, I'm in the era of jackass, where we are obsessed with everything related to jackass. It was our thing. You you two, of course, don't care, because we tried to take you to the movies, and you were like, uh, deuces, peace I, out. I like, I like jackass. Yeah. We were in that era, so I don't know how drastically different what these people do is than what the folks in Jackass did. Jackass was funny. This is just like you have money, you're a douchebag. You just want to get attention. It's it's not like shoving a matchbox car. That's true, uh, up your ass. Yeah, that's a little bit different. And going to a doctor and being like, oh, oh, what happened? It's a better prank, yeah. That's hilarious. Crashing a Tesla and then being like, you're not even the one who did it. But yeah, you're, you're just, just trying like, to get attention. But you're just like, okay. I'm rich. All right. They're bigger douches is what you're yeah. saying. The, right. Not even funny. All right. Just douche. I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm with it. I do feel better about myself that I'm into Jackass and, and young Utes are into what's it, David Dobrik. David Dobrik's vlog squad. Oh, God. Cancel oh. him. Can't, how? How do we do that? <laughs> Where do we sign up? He's already canceled, to be honest. Oh, you know, what you know, happened? Do, do you know Steve will do it? That's a guy. He. No. He, I I need you I need you to understand. If there's he's someone on cool. TikTok, I, like I don't know them. Steve will do it is cool. He's known for I watch doing winning time. That's he, what I watch. He does outlandish stuff with uh-huh. alcohol and drugs. Like he will he one time But is somebody gonna die? Because there's a no, little no, bit no, of no, a, it's, he's it's, gonna die. He, yeah. he he does it to himself. Like he took there's a video on YouTube of him taking like one thousand five hundred milligrams of edibles and then working <sighs> out. On like on that, and then pound, Doc Ellis pitched and, a no hitter on then, LSD. Yeah. Not sure if you're familiar. And and then pound like pounding beers. There's videos of him drinking like 
a handle in two minutes. Like, right. dude, I accidentally took fifty milligrams of. I, you were telling, or maybe maybe yeah. it was a hundred. I don't know of, of an edible because I didn't know it was an no, edible. Bro. It was the worst day of my life. I had a uh, I had an incident on four twenty a few years ago where my buddy was like, "We're gonna make some. Uh, I'm gonna make some peanut butter cookies, and we're gonna have a day." And this, I want to make this very clear. Few years back, few years. Oh, I'm not my world. I, allegedly. Um, but my buddy makes his edibles, and all of a sudden we look around, and we're all dead. Like, we all, like, within five minutes, like, we are all on the floor collapsed. I, like, what the F? It took eight hours later, and we were still not back up. I, like, we were still trying to survive. I have never Remember watching it. Club Dread on my buddy's uh, the, uh, a, a Broken Lizard Club Dread on, like, a he had this giant like projection screen and it just kept playing but the sound wasn't working and none of us could do it we were so paralyzed that none of us could do we're all just like sitting there like zombies (laughs) over some damn edibles i have never had an experience like that my friend my roommate last year yeah definitely i've definitely never done anything like that he he took he took one and then we went to taco bell and he got the taco 12 pack box. Oh, that sounds wonderful. And, I just done that on a Friday. And, yeah. <laughs> and he he pounded all of them within the span okay. of 10 minutes. Yeah, act like that's and abnormal. He, and he he just starts the whole rest of the night he was just vomiting over uh, the porch. That's unfortunate. That's unfortunate. My friend's mom like has I don't know in high school in high school she made these like brownies all the time. And like I didn't know what they were, and uh-huh. I feel like if your mom makes brownies and you have kids, you're probably around, pretty safe. You should yeah. like label it, yeah. maybe if it's something that's not like yeah, just a delicious right. brownie, right? I'm thinking it's just a brownie. So well, Leslie, nope, sometimes had that happen to her, and it was just a delicious brownie. It was just a really good brownie. Yeah, so I ate one, and I was like, oh, that's really good. It's really good. Then I ate another one because I was like, oh, they're they're like pretty small. Like I'll eat another one. And I drive home, and I sit on my couch, and I literally thought. The world was ending. Like yeah. I was sitting next to my parents, and right afterwards, I like cried, and I had no <laughs> idea what was going on. And so I texted my friend, and I was like, "I feel sick to my stomach. Like, what do we eat for dinner?" And she was like, "Oh my god, you ate the brownies. Oh my god, oh my god." And she was like freaking out. She's like, "My mom should have told you." Yeah, probably. But like, her mom was embarrassed because like she what? didn't want anyone to my know god. that she had that. We stuff. definitely should not say who this friend is because I'm pretty sure her mom could be in jail because of it. So we're not no. we're not gonna say who the friend is. Oh, that's rough. All right, let's get a tidbit. Tidbit is brought to you today by the Baltimore Police. Thanks again to um, uh, Commissioner Mike Harrison for stopping by earlier on today. And we're looking for some folks. Join a proud new generation of Baltimore Police and make an active difference in your community. Start with competitive wages and excellent benefits on day one. Join for good. BPDrecruit.org. I made this one a little bit easier. Am I too loud? Yeah, a bit too loud. Yeah. I made this one um, a little bit easier for you because yesterday was a challenge. Um, so on Thursday, Adam Wainwright took the mound for the Cardinals at the age of 40 years old, throwing to his catcher Yadier Molina, Molina, aged 39 years old, while Albert Pujol sat in the dugout waiting for his chance to bat as a designated hitter at the age of 42 years old. They are the oldest trio of teammates in the majors this season and make up 33% of the active players in Major League Baseball oh, okay. who are aged 39 or older. Ooh. Who are the other six? Nelson Cruz. Nelson Cruz is Aww. second. He is 41. He will turn 42 during the season. Zach Granke. No. Oh. Uh, Verlander. Justin Verlander. He is 39. Kershaw? No. 
curse all Is Rich games. Hill still on a roster? Rich Hill pitches yeah. for the Red Sox. He is 42. That's He's right. the oldest player in the majors. I know that. Oliver Perez. No. Oliver Perez still in baseball? Yeah, he pitched for the Diamondbacks last night. I did not know that either. I'm learning things. Uh, oh, you know what? Because I saw his wife tweet. Darren O'Day. Is Darren, Darren O'Day. O- yeah. He is 39. It was the Braves. Braves. Oh. I, saw, I only he know that. stellar last year. He's, yeah. He is 39 years old. I only know that because I saw a tweet from his wife last night. How many are left? You have two left and one who I'd, I'd give it to you if you guessed him. Joey Votto? No. Evan Longoria? No. Charlie Morton? No. Good guess. Who else is old? Who else is old? And I'm going to ask you two questions. I genuinely don't know the answers to them. Is is Robinson Cano still active? Yes. Yeah. Is he? He played on, last night. Is he on the list? Yes, he's 39. Okay. Ah. He had a hit and a walk last night. I gotta be honest with you. Things things went so south with Robinson Cano that it was hard for me to follow where things yeah. had gone. I forgot he existed until yeah. I saw him yeah. spring training. Um, this guy, I don't think you're gonna get him. I don't think because he's not. He's just not well known. Uh, he's well known, but you have to be like a baseball guy. I'm trying to say they call me the baseball guy in some <laughs> circles. It's Glenn, a cartoon show about me that airs on Sunday nights after The Simpsons. Um. <clears throat> Be a like you, you know this guy's name, but you'd never guess him. Okay, maybe just tell me. Sergio Romo. Uh, I probably wouldn't mm, guess yeah. Sergio Romo. Thirty-nine, right. and then there's another guy who I thought you would guess, but you didn't. Um, Miguel Cabrera. He is thirty-eight. Oh, yeah. I gotta be honest with you. I don't. Miguel Cabrera is still in baseball. He, he's yeah. like he's like twenty-one hit shy Jesus of three thousand. So he is. Oh, um, he'll be thirty. Should have guessed that. He'll be thirty-nine a week from Monday. All so right. he was a guy who I would have given to you if you guessed All it. Right, very good. All right, hey, we're going to be back at the uh, FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and a Hotel this Sunday. Myself and Drew Forrester will be with you for the final round of the Masters. I got a surprise for you, and it's not the surprise right, that Jason the, Siegel. it's not the surprise that Jason Siegel had at the beginning of forgetting Sarah Marshall. Um, it's it's a better one. Well, I mean, it's one I think that's more appropriate for for what we're doing on Sunday, hanging out for the final round of the Masters. Come join us. We got free rounds of golf at Baltimore's Classic Five Golf Courses to give away. Look forward to seeing you. On Sunday, final round of the Masters in the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel. Here's what's coming up totally tubular-wise this weekend. Again, Orioles raise 3 o'clock. John Means, Shane McClanahan. It's on Masson. Tomorrow, also on Masson. And if you happen to live in the Chicago or Detroit markets, you can watch it on MLB Network. Jordan Lyles, Drew Rasmussen at 1. Sunday at 1 on Masson 2, Tyler Wells and Corey Kluber. Local stuff this weekend. Lacrosse, Loyola Navy, 1 o'clock tomorrow on CBS Sports Network. Hopkins, Ohio State at noon on ESPNU. UMass Towson at noon on Flow Sports. Albany UMBC at noon, AmericaEast.tv. The Biggie is on Sunday night. Rutgers, Maryland, 7 o'clock on Big Ten Network. Uh, Also, the Maryland baseball game will be on BTN on Sunday at 2 o'clock against Minnesota. Minnesota. The Masters, of course, are streaming right now on TV at 3 o'clock tomorrow. Saturday, 3 o'clock on CBS. Sunday, 2 o'clock on CBS for the final round of the Masters. And again, come join us in the FanDuel Sportsbook. It's the final weekend for the NBA's regular season. Um, everything else, go to glennclarkradio.com and find it there. Non-sports-wise. There's nothing you'd be interested in tonight. It's not true. Oh, tonight, maybe. Tonight. Yeah. Um, tomorrow, Saturday Night Live, hosted by Jake Gyllenhaal, musical guest Camilla Cabello. 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 Yeah. Camilla Castel- Castellanos, Castellanos. But it's, it's weird because she pronounces the L's in her first name, 
but not in the second. There's only one L in their first name. Oh, I thought it was two L's. All right, then take it back. That's exactly how Camilla you're supposed Cabello. to pronounce it. Right. Um, that's about it. Tomorrow. She broke up with uh, Shawn Mendes. I just found oh, that out. was a while. I just yeah, found out yeah. today. That's how on top of things I am. Right. I literally found out today oh. that she broke up with Shawn Mendes. Needle in the thread. Got to get you out of my head. I, I, I enjoy his work. I enjoy I mostly enjoy her work. What was that group she was in that everybody liked so bad? Fifth Harmony. Fifth Harmony. And the other girl that was in that group that did that song, uh, uh, Kalani, she did that motivation song. That song's a ten and a half. Kalani blew up. She, oh, that song is so good, man. And the video is maybe the greatest music video I've ever seen. She's very attractive, that young lady. She's a very attractive uh, person. Uh, My Liberation Notes, it's a Netflix series, and our blues, another Netflix series that come out tomorrow. Uh, then on Sunday, you have... Yeah. Oh, oh, winning thought, time. Uh, yeah, of course, everyone knows that. <laughs> you have yeah, winning time. time, the rise of the Los Angeles. Not Kalani, Normani is her name. Normani, ah. and she did the song Motivation, and I believe she was in that same group, that fifth. I don't know anything. I am so old. I don't know any of these things. Uh, you've got the Walking She was. Dead. She was in Fifth Harmony. I'm sorry, Paul. I, wa- I get the point for that. Normani, the song's Motivation. It's t- tremendous. Go watch the video right now. I'm going to do it myself. Cass said she was in Fifth Harmony. I just, Cass, I just, were you in Fifth Harmony too? I was. Oh, wow. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah. Why have you not broken out the way that uh, Camilla Cabello has broken out? What went wrong for you? You're the Lance Nothing Bass of the group, wrong. really. It was just like, I had like, the music industry had to like humble itself. You know what I mean? Okay. Like they couldn't have like someone that big, you know? Is, this song is such a banger. This song is like, I'm not kidding. It's one of my 10 favorite songs of the last decade and nobody ever knows what it is. I don't even know what it is. I don't know how I you don't, don't know. It's oh, no. so effing good. Hang on a second. Oh, there's, I think I'm playing in the background. Song kicks ass, man. Unpopular opinion. I actually do not like Normani. Why? I don't care for her. They're but all like catty girls. Like, oh, who cares about that? And I just don't like who her. Who cares? Music. Are you being like a catty music. girl right now? Yeah, you're being catty. I don't like. On her Wednesdays music. we wear pink. How do you not God. like this song? It's dumb. I no. literally, it's dumb. I'm sorry. We're I would gonna, never. You know, we're gonna gonna maybe, fight. maybe you're dumb. Yeah. Sure. You ever think about that? Okay. I know I'm dumb. It's fair. Yeah. It just sounds like it, every other song. No, it doesn't. The last this song's a ten and a half. It's every pop song. No, ever. it isn't. You it guys are wrong. Like a pop song Songs that she literally is like. I need something to come you up guys with to make are money. Rebecca stupid. Black's parents paid for this. You song. guys are so dumb. I, I don't. I can't believe I'm having the conversation with you. This is a pop classic. I'm telling it's you right fine. now. If I played that song in the car with my friends, it would literally be like, "You t- turn it off." Then they're all turn dumb. They're all, every one of you has the right to be wrong. I think, and I want I, you to know, I, I will I, defend to the death your right to be wrong. I think when 99% song is a pop classic. of the group is saying one thing. Well, we're 75% uh, of the group. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Common, common, common denominator. Yeah. 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 yeah, nailed yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> nailed that. I got yeah. a D in statistics. Way to go. I, uh, Way to go. Sounds like I an F to think me. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna trust the guy. I'm going to trust the opinion of the guy who thinks that three out of four is 99%. We'll do that. <laughs> we'll do that. Trust that guy's opinion. That's going to do it for, for, for um, Tubular. Great. For Tubular. <laughs> go find it at glenclarkradio.com. Cass, you're on Twitter and Instagram or whatever you're on. Twitter, Cassidy Butler 5, and then Instagram, Cassidy underscore Elizabeth 22. And Jordan, 
Instagram, jschwartzberg1, and Twitter, schwartzbergjs. Thanks today to uh, Commissioner Mike Harrison. Thanks to Delonte D'Souza from Winning Time. Thanks to Haseem Rachman Jr. And Spencer Anderson, who we're about to hear from. We'll get it all up in the greatest hits section of the Archives. tab at glennclarkradio.com. The bat around tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow we are having Orestes Estrade, who yep. uh, covers the race. He's going to be on the show, and we may have Todd Karpovich. I'm waiting to hear back from him today. Okay. If not, I'm going to reach out. Actual to baseball people. games to discuss now on the bat around. All right, uh, Monday, Jeremy Connell join us. Stuff and things. Thanks to everybody at Pressbox, all of our great sponsors and partners. Glory Days Grill, Royal Farms, the Baltimore Police, Great Eights Memorabilia, the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel, Underdog Fantasy Football, the Baltimore Orioles, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. Thanks to Paul. Follow him on Twitter and Instagram at Paul Valley, or try, follow him on Twitter at Paul Valley the Third. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Glenn Clark Radio. Have a great weekend. Go Birds. Go local lacrosse teams. Duke sucks. Ohio State sucks, too. We wrap up today's show. I had to do this a little bit earlier on. Uh, all Big Ten offensive tackle at Maryland. He's Spencer Anderson. He's with us on GCR. Well, down at the University of Maryland, they are in the throes of spring football as they get ready for the annual spring game coming up on April 30th. Joining us now, an all-Big Ten offensive lineman. It's a pleasure to welcome in for the first time, Maryland Spencer Anderson. Spencer, it's Glenn in Baltimore. It's great to chat with you, man. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us. Yep, thank you. I'm glad to, glad to be here. Hey, man, it's great to chat with you. Give me a sense for, for you, for everybody involved in the program, you know, getting the opportunity this season to get to a bowl game, to, you know, win it in dominant fashion the way that you guys did, show people what has been building at the University of Maryland for the last couple of years. How good did that feel, and how much has that translated to this spring and being out there and knowing what could be next for this program? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it felt good. Amazing. I mean, obviously being here since 2018, you know, fiddling with uh, kind of subpar seasons and, you know, dealing with hardships with coaches leaving and entering all the time. It definitely felt good to kind of get this bowl under our belt. Uh, it definitely gave us momentum to, you know, go into off-season training. And, you know, we kind of see if we follow our, our uh, five pillars, uh, toughness, effort, relentless, pride, and success. If we follow the first four, we obviously reap the benefits of that success, and it was just great for all of the guys who we all came in with, and all the new guys. Actually, they got to see what you know, when believing in coach's philosophy, we all we all reap the benefits. You know, Spencer, you you certainly reflect a a group of kids that had the opportunity to go elsewhere. You're, you're from Bowie. You you could have chosen, but you decided to stay here and. You, you know, you made that decision even before Mike Loxley was back, right? Like, what did it mean to you to be at Maryland, and how much more of a feel do you have for more kids like you making the same decision and choosing to stay home and accomplish things at the crib instead of going elsewhere? Yeah, I feel like it's a uh, it's sort of a uh, a family decision. I mean, I know Lox always talks about you know us not being a team, us being a family. And I felt even before he had gotten here, obviously I, you know, couldn't could have gone anywhere else. But you know, I always saw guys going elsewhere to, you know, put on for the DMV. But you know, I kind of made the decision in high school. You know, why not put on for the hometown? And you know, back then it was a movement. You know, DMV to UMD. Mm-hmm. But 
it was sort of, I felt like it was just a hysteria or kind of talk. But now I'm seeing more and more guys kind of actually believing that, you know, the, the NFL will find you anywhere. And, you know, you can have great success no matter where you go. I mean, University of Maryland is a top 25 public university. So, you know, some of these schools aren't, but they might be top 25 uh, college football programs. And a lot of guys are starting to look at it, talking to recruits, and just looking at it from the academic and athletic perspective. And it's kind of exciting to see that, you know, some guys are believing in, you know, staying home isn't that bad. I mean, of course, you know, my first offer out of high school was Kentucky. And I'm like, yeah, I'm out of here. You know, I'm going, I'm going away. But after further, after further analysis and, you know, talking to a bunch of coaches and my family, I realized you can do everything. You can accomplish all your goals in life by just staying at home. I mean, I, I, it's really well said. Spencer Anderson is with us here on Glenn Clark Radio. It probably can't hurt for these next group of kids to, like, see, and I know it's a different position than yours, but to see the bags that uh, Stevon Diggs and uh, DJ Moore just got handed this offseason, it can't hurt to say, like, yeah, you can do this at the University of Maryland and make yeah, good offers. definitely. Right? Dude's getting $100 million to play football, man. <laughs> right. <laughs> what I mean, a world. It, just, it just goes to show that, you know, you don't have to go far. Yep. You, I know I grew up 20 minutes from College Park, and, you know, it's like, why not? I, I love that. I love the way that you say it. You know, Spencer, as, as you guys get back together this spring, um, the, the, the celebration, the relief, whatever the words are that you use to describe, you know, getting to a bowl game, getting a big win – how quickly does that shift, and what is the conversation like now about the next step? That okay, that's that's a good starting point for this program. Now we need to take another step forward. What's that conversation like as you guys get back together? Yeah, so I mean, obviously we all you know enjoying the moment, living in the moment. You know, we're coming off our first winning season, and I mean, since I've been here, I mean, in in a while actually, I'm not really sure when the last time we had a winning season, but regardless, I know we're all kind of excited but going into this spring training and spring football is kind of like you said taking the next step I know Locks has put a lot of emphasis on that and basically what that means is just you know granted we went seven and six but I mean are we are we happy with mediocrity I mean because in the grand scheme of things that's essentially what that is I mean you know we have higher expectations than just uh, the pinstripe bowl obviously we want to get to you know the rose bowls or you know new year six bowls even it's just like, you know, taking the next step. And we all have a common belief that we can take that next step with our roster coming back healthy and everybody being on the same page and, you know, just believing in what we did last year. I mean, honestly, we felt like there were games that should have went our way last year. But I feel like we have a we have a good uh, belief amongst the locker room that we're going to take the next step. And all it is is just buying into the coaches and believing in each other. How much did that factor into your decision to come back this season, Spencer? And, and I know a couple of the offensive linemen that, that probably had the opportunity as well. You guys all made that decision. I know you're making personal decisions, but did you think at all about the opportunity that you might have to do something even more significant this year at Maryland and making that decision? Yeah, so, I mean, obviously we all had uh, our own personal decisions, but at the at the end of the day, you know, you, you kind of want to leave a legacy here. And even though... Obviously, like I said, we had our first winning season in uh, X amount of time, but you know we wanted we wanted to leave something greater and you know show people that are to come that you know you can achieve uh, you know the bowls you always dreamed of. You know, growing up as a kid, you always see 
you know, all the college football highlights and Fiesta Bowls and, you know, all the all the uh, important the ones that you know, everybody looks up to when they're little. We all kind of made the common agreement to come back and sort of, uh, you know, just come back and buy in. Wow. I mean, it's, it's really that simple. I mean, obviously, I know with me and uh, Jalen Duncan and Dante Demas, you know, we all had NFL aspirations and, you know, talking, you know, talking to NFL Players Association and, uh, you know, hearing from different scouts uh, through our uh, player personnel. We all decided, even though that we are uh, able to take that next step, we wanted to make sure we had gotten everything out of what we came here for and getting everything accomplished that we uh, said we would get when we came here. Man, that's powerful to hear you say it, dude. And it gives you chills thinking about what could be possible, right? Like playing in January, yeah. playing New Year's Day, man. Oh, that'd be a, that would yeah, be, definitely. That'd be amazing. So, I, in, in in looking into your background, I I found out you were a hell of a chess player in high school. Has that continued? Do you have any guys on the team that'll that'll play against you? <laughs> yeah, I am. I am quite the chess player. No, actually, there's some guys on the team who actually do not want to play me. <laughs> they see me. Uh, they see me play. Um, so, like, and sometimes in class, if I'm bored, I'll I'll play the computer on a uh, expert level okay. on my on my Mac. And we'll always stalemate. So you know that the AI and that yeah, and you're literally defeating a smarter. computer, right? <laughs> yeah, and so like, of course, I'll never win, but we always just stalemate. And uh, I have a couple of teammates that have seen that, and they're like, uh, "Yeah, that's not happening. I'm not wow. playing. You know, I'm just starting to learn the the whole board and which piece does what." So yeah, I don't think anybody's up for that challenge, but you know, hopefully that'll change. I hopefully try to convince somebody to play me. All right, so for dummies like me that, like, the extent of our chess knowledge is watching The Queen's Gambit on Netflix, right? Like, what? <laughs> what is it about chess that drew you to the game? Why did you fall in love with it? And is there some way in which it's, like, translatable that, that the things that you do in chess, the way that you have to use your mind um, can be similar to the battles, maybe some of the one-on-one battles that you have going up against edge rushers in the Big Ten? Yeah, I feel like chess is a game that, you know, is very complementary to, to life itself. I mean, you know, a lot of people are big on making impulse decisions and, you know, uh, doing what's best for them in the exact moment. But, you know, I like to think ahead and, you know, calculate my movements out. And I think chess uh, is definitely, um, it definitely relates to life in that aspect. And also, I mean, with every piece on the board, every every piece has a different uh, a different move. It can only do a certain amount of things, and I feel like that's very, I mean, extremely complimentary football because you know you have eleven moving parts on the field, and if ten are doing the right thing and one's doing the wrong thing, mm-hmm. your likelihood of success goes down. So that's cool. If you're not all, if all the pieces aren't moving together as one on the board. Then, if you're only thinking about one piece on the board and you're not thinking about another, you'll you'll end up moving upon and your queen will get taken and you wouldn't even realize. That's why I feel like uh, it relates to football because I mean it's just calculated movement. It's like giving up a sack, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, uh huh. Like a- I mean, everybody else could be on their man, and then maybe I missed the protection, and I'm thinking I have the linebacker who just dropped in the coverage and the end comes off the edge free. That ends in the turnovers. Wow. So I I, I equate turnovers to getting your queen taken. Wow. I mean. At the end of the day, the most important piece on the board is your queens. 
you know, I don't care what anybody tells you. The queen is always the most sure. important piece on the board. And the football is the queen and how, how I look at it. The That's... football, you know, they call it the team, protect the team. I think of it in the aspect of chess, protect the queen. Do you ever show up anywhere where, like, people are playing chess in public and, like, dupe them? They look at you, they're like, oh, here's this 6'5", this football player coming, this guy. Yeah. You know, he's there's no yeah. way. Like, do you ever do you ever get to pull that off? Yeah, I've actually walked in a park one time, and I saw that they were playing uh, chess with, with, like, a clock and whatnot. And I just came to spectate, and they're like, do you know what you're doing over here? I'm like... <laughs> I'm like, does anybody have next? I'll, I'll uh, sit down if, if y'all got time. That's awesome. And they're like, yeah, and they were surprised. And I was showing them, like, uh, there's three movements, four movements, five movements. And, you know, they're like, I mean, wow, we're surprised that you noticed. I mean, obviously they knew it, too, because they were uh, the chess themselves. But they were surprised that, you know, they thought I was just sort of the the clueless job that was like, oh, I'm starting to learn this thing. Uh, did you guys teach me? But. Little did they know I was already, uh, <laughs> already had a good feel for the game. Man, that's cool. That is really, really cool, man. He is Spencer Anderson, all Big Ten offensive lineman. Spencer, let's wrap with this. Um, the, the the single biggest thing that that you guys need to do in order to make that next step to compete for a Big Ten title this year. And you know, you know, we're talking about the teams you're going up against, right? The Ohio States, the Michigans, the Penn States, yep. Michigan States. The single biggest difference in your mind for this team being able to compete to win a Big Ten title this season, what is it? I think it's really simple. I mean, our margin of error, penalties, turnovers, sacks, drop passes, and eliminating all of those and keeping them under 12% is what will lead us to success. I mean, the proof is in the pudding. We had a statistic on offense, I know. We were 1-6 when we didn't reach our margin of error. But when we did, we were obviously better. The only one game we didn't reach our margin of error was when we played Kent State. And obviously, that's not going to uh, right. equivalent to wins when you're playing, when you're entering the gauntlet against the Ohio State and Michigans of the world. So, I mean, honestly, just taking care of the ball and controlling what we control is taking the next step. And trying to trying to eliminate most uh, mistakes that we that we can ball. And on defense, just rallying to the ball and getting making their punter have a day. I mean, boy, we'd like to see more of that moving forward. We would love to see that. All right, at A.O. Spence on Twitter, A-Y-O underscore Spence is how you find him on Twitter. And on Instagram, uh, it's at S-A – it's at – is it Seth – Seth Explain to me what you think. S-A the real. At S-A – oh, man, I'm an idiot. I should have figured that out. At S-A the real underscore is how you follow him. Hey, Spencer Anderson, man, great getting to know you. Uh, Best of luck for the upcoming season. We will be in touch. Thank you for taking a couple of minutes for us this morning. Yeah, thank you for having me.